What's up, fuckers? What's going on, guys? Hi, I'm Will, and I'm the gay one. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I, mean, I thought we were stealing each other's phrases. No, you were not saying shit, so I said it this week. Usually, you're the first one that up with a big mouth. <laughs> we don't have no gay one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Turn the Buckle podcast this week. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. And we're joined this week by... Michael Howard, Alex Michaels. Whatever you want to call me. What do you want to call us? Anything. <laughs> Don't call me hungry. All right, yeah. Mr. Clean. I was about to say, hopefully you ain't that hungry. We got food for you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it is dinner and a podcast. But yeah, we are joined by Michael Howard, Alex Michaels, uh, Canadian sympathizer, fireman extraordinaire. Fireman extraordinaire. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, man, you're in for a treat if you ain't heard none of this shit. We just, we stay. There are no, well, there's rails, but they're. There's very, rails, very but we're. Rails. Well, <laughs> you see the window over there? Yeah, That's yeah. the rails. <laughs> and then at some point, we'll change the, the rails from the window to the back. Oh, somewhere over there. <laughs> the telephone pole out by the road. Yeah. That's the rails. Good deal. We enjoy getting sidetracked in this one. It's quite entertaining. <laughs> yeah, so basically, we're going to talk a little bit right now to open the show. I'm going to stop it. We'll play the theme song. Then when we come back, we're just going to shit all over WWE. Sounds like a plan. And, and, then, AEW. and then we're going to talk about how great AEW is. Because we're biased. Well, I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are very, very biased on this. But it's not because... Everybody's doing good. Well, I mean, if WWE didn't go to drizzling shit, <laughs> but there you go. See, see, see. It's not just us, guys. He knows exactly what this podcast is about. So there we go. <laughs> like we started out being so like non-biased about things, and <laughs> and the thing is, we try every week not to be like WWE sucks, and then they do like the Walter shit, and then we're like, fuck this place. They make it hard not to be like that. Yeah. yeah. Very hard. Even the people that are working there are like that. Free Ali. <clears throat> They're all asking. Brian Kendrick's also asked for his release. Though. He's been working for like seven weeks, he said. <laughs> Sasha Banks asking. is back in the Free Ali movement, too, Juicy. I saw that. <laughs> They're all asking for releases so they can go work for Tony Khan. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Sasha would be a great asset for Tony. Oh, yeah. I can't wait until I think it's. I think it might be right after the pay per view when. Uh, Ember Moon's gonna be oh, cleared, oh, and she can show good, up. That'd be a good asset for mm. AEW. Oh yeah, can you imagine her and Britt? <laughs> That's gonna be good shit. Her and Thunder can Rosa. You imagine her and yeah, Rosa, Jade Cargill. Her and she, Jamie Hayter having a fight over the best ass. <laughs> what would you call it? The plump dump. Like I said, they make it hard. <laughs> Thank you.
I thought you were about to talk again first. I was like, damn, overachiever, go ahead. You're just going to be like, yeah. Heck yeah. Well, you, you're the first one to say something because you just jump out with it. Well, the funny thing is, as soon as I hit record, Whitney over there started talking and it picked it up. That's why I just kept quiet so she could keep talking and, you know, we'll just record her conversation. That'd be quite the entertainment. <laughs> no, there's no telling what's coming out that day. Exactly. No, no shit. Right. Never know with that one. I think sometimes she just says shit and surprises everybody else is. I think it surprises her too. Yeah. When you talk sometimes, you'll just say some shit and be like, oh, I said that. Can't go back now. <laughs> How you, you're surprised, you surprised by the surprised things that come out of your mind. All the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I had a full-on conversation with my boss about weed and the different strands the other morning and then turned around and was like... I'm about to get drug tested. <laughs> She always tells me that's what I made. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's why we get this shit home. No, I mean, I mean, technically, she does come with me. She's well, my valet. There you go. <laughs> we ain't never had a valet on here before. Yeah, because there's not any good ones around. Not, not oh, sure. I'm not talking about you because you don't do it all the time. I'm talking about them that always try to do it, but can't. Oh, jeez. I'm glad my Like Josh when he tried to be a manager at... Oh, and he stood there going, No, 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 no. I did one. did one. I didn't get a chance to do anything else. Okay, yeah. This is when we need the video... Uh, element of this podcast that we talk about all the time. Literally, he walked out, stood by the ring post, crossed his arms, gave a duck face, and scratched I, his chin. I, you I, gave a goddamn duck face. Don't say you didn't. And he said, hmm. And then he adjusted and faced the opposite direction and did the same thing. He went, hmm, again. Were you heel manager? I didn't get a chance to do anything. He was going to come out. He was going to manage Zach Dye because Zach wasn't a good talker. And he was supposed to be a baby face manager for him. And literally, all he did, he walked out and went, hmm. <laughs> hmm. I kind of like, introduced <laughs> Zach Dye's manager, Mr. Crickets. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Okay, but you know what we are going to talk about? What? Wrestling. All right. The abnormally tall chin scratchers. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about shitty wrestling for a minute. Mm. That's the way we always do it. You know, you get that palate cleanser and then you get the good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, I want more nachos. You always want fucking food, homie. So, what happened on SmackDown? Hey, I did hear that apparently Vince and Seth Rollins mentioned Mox. Yes. Yes. Didn't call him Ambrose, called him Mox. So, I know I Seth did. Cool. I didn't hear about I, McMahon I, doing it, I so that's hear awesome. About McMahon. Yeah, I only heard Seth. It may have not been on camera, but he was referred to. No, Pat McAfee. That's what it was. Yeah, oh, okay. I love McAfee. Oh, yeah. And they both referred to him as Mox. <laughs> now, I did see where they showed a replay of that earlier, and they showed where Seth was calling out the Usos about being like the new, those two guys of 
Roman's table, mm-hmm. and they cut the mock part where he mentioned Mox out of that video. Oh, so they but, cut the replay, but, but he said it live. <laughs> <laughs> and according to what I read, it was a hundred percent scripted, like in the stuff. It might have been like a little shout out coming, but you know, because they they booted his rehab the bill for it, so it might have been like a little acknowledgement. And that motherfucker looks kind of, so damn good. God damn, God, he, he did. Looked, he, he looks healthy. He looks so fucking good. Like. The past few months, he'd be walking around like like he's going to have an aneurysm blow up in his face. He's so yeah. red faced. His blood yeah. pressure so high. Yeah, and, he looked, and he looked years younger Wednesday when he came out. Mm. Like I remember I was on the phone with Kirsten when I was watching Rampage. And like I just finished Mark's match and he was coming through the crowd and I saw his full body. I was like, God damn, he looks fucking good. She's like, okay. <laughs> it's okay because I have the same reaction about Hook and Will's just looking at me like, yeah, motherfucker, he's mine. <laughs> <laughs> And, but did y'all hear where Bully Ray thinks oh, yeah. Mox messed yeah. up because he didn't apologize Fuck to the Bully fans. Ray. Fuck that shit. Fuck Bully Ray for Fuck, that shit. That is fucked up. Him going and getting the help, that was the apology. It wasn't... So, what was is... Was Paige that yeah. went on Twitter and said that's why everybody liked Devon better? Yes. <laughs> but see, my question on that one is, what was he supposed to do? Walk out and be like, hey guys, sorry I tried to straighten my life out and it ruined y'all's fucking plans. I mean, get yourself right. You... What does? Oh, the only, the only people in his life that deserve an apology more. I mean, undoubtedly got him. You know, he said, "I'm What's sorry." To them. I think so. Yes, yeah, little girl. And his family, you know, he apologized to them. Oh, no, no doubt. That's a part of recovery is accepting it. Man, hey, I fucked up. My bad. That's the first thing. And, Hearing about what kind of guy he is backstage, he probably went to Tony and Cody and all them guys and was like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He's also a very private person, so I don't people that needed to know. Because he was looked at he looked at as a, a big-time leader in the back there. Mm-hmm. Because, because that's the whole thing, is when the fans said, get this drunk piece of shit out of here on live TV. Yeah, that pissed me off. That's, that's And then Mox was like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. He's like, go fuck yourself. Get that guy out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to talk shitty wrestling first. Why are we talking about AEW? Rails, remember? Rails. 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 This is exactly how it works. Now we're going for a loop here. Yes. So, (laughs) okay, we're starting with SmackDown, you said? I mean, whatever you got wrote down, you can start wherever. Well, I mean, do we want to go in order of weekly? Do we ever? I mean, no, because that would require we did SmackDown, Rampage, Raw, then what you call it. Hey, we usually do SmackDown and Raw together because you know, well, shitty. <laughs> Let's just go shitty right now. We'll start with we'll start with SmackDown just because it was Friday. Am I missing shipping or is it all gone? It's in the microwave. Badass. Badass. Um, so SmackDown opened up with the celebration of Roman's 508 day title reign. Blah blah blah. Why 508? Why not do it last week at 501? When you could just say, you, you could send out a video of them celebrating the 500th day. WWE. It's the go, taken. It's almost the go-home shows for the... That's what it was, because it was pretty much the, the go-home before the go-home for Rumble. They're trying to get numbers. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> you know how Vince is. Numbers, damn it. Bust that open. <laughs> beat it like you beat your dick. 
Y'all don't want to see that shit. Are you that violent? <laughs> Hold on. Now I want to know. <laughs> he doesn't treat it like a baby bird. <laughs> you watch Big Mouth. You want to grind it like Peppa? <laughs> oh, I love that cartoon. So, yeah, the celebration thing... It, Usual fucking Roman bullshit, apparently. The Usos acknowledged him. Fucking, I want the Usos to beat his ass. It's coming to it. It'll come down at Mania. That's eventually, that's what'll cost Roman at Mania. I think it's going to be Jimmy and Jay. I think... I think Rollins is going to take the title off of him. I do too. I think it's going to come down to Brock and Roman at Mania. I hope not. It's going to. I see Seth. I mean, come on. Lashley's going to be... Brock. Brock's going to win to keep that title. Seth's going to win <laughs> and take the Universal title to Raw and WWE title will go to SmackDown. And... Flip-flopping. Well, they ain't going to swap the title with each other. No, well, that went real well last time. Because <laughs> <laughs> your girl's a bitch. <clears throat> oh, well. I would have said something else, but I'm trying to be nice. She could be a cunt and a bitch all she wants to be. Who's your girl? Which one? Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So then we had <laughs> the same match we had last week, Kofi Kingston and Madcap Moss, but with Kofi winning this week. 50-50 booking. See, I think they're dropping the ball with Madcap. He's got the size. Obviously got the size. He can mm. work. But let's put him a Corbin. Give him a shitty gimmick so he can't succeed. Typical. Typical Vince Man. They give you a shitty gimmick. Oh, I don't know why you can't get over, pal. If you can't get over, that's your job. I liked when they brought him up and he was tagging, or when they were still in NXT, when he was tagging with Tino Sabatelli. Mm -hmm. They were a hell of a tag team, and then all whatever the fuck happened, they bring Moss up the first time, and they put him straight in the 24-7 shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And that that ruined him. The twenty four seven title needs to go. Yeah, because it's not the same as it used to be. No. Well, and when it, well, it wasn't the twenty four seven, it was a hardcore, but it was right. like a twenty four seven. Right. Right. And that's when it, you know, but hell, you then it's when you had Mick Foley and. That's when you, you know, had crazy sons of bitches that do stupid shit for yeah. Crash Holly, Steve Blackman, Bob. You Holly. had the, the Funker here and there. You know what I mean? Right. <coughs> I mean. Fucking Patterson and Briscoe doing their shit where one of them's taking a nap and the other one pins him and, sell, you know, all that shit. So then, yet again, after that match, another match from last week. Aaliyah and Natalia. With Aaliyah yet again going over Natalia. At least they didn't do the quick pin. I mean, the stupid, I'm going to beat you up so bad I'm going to get disqualified stuff, I don't like. I don't like the fact they've never pushed Natalia. Yeah. I think Agreed. It's, I think it's very shitty. She's not held a women's championship yet. No, she don't have that Divas title that way. She's not had a championship since the Divas belt. Nope. And I'll tell you one reason why. Her last name. What do you say? Not heart. Well, heart. <laughs> that too, no. So. Uh, I don't know. I think the Brett thing with Vince is probably... Long gone and done by now. I don't think they're holding heat on her. 
You know what I mean? Not for the Montreal shit, not for that. No. <laughs> and if they and the thing is, if they had any heat with that, it would be stupid anyway, because they're the ones that screwed Brett. <clears throat> so it's not like Brett did anything. It was like, hey, I'm just gonna fuck this company over. Yeah. If anything, I think they're holding her back because she can outwork every woman there. Oh, yeah. And they don't they don't want her to outclass their stars. You know what I mean? They don't want her to make Charlotte look bad, Becky look bad. I could definitely see that. I mean, she would make Becky look bad before she made Charlotte look bad. Because Charlotte, I think, it, Charlotte, well, I they, think could hold her own with Natty. I mean, look at that match they had this in NXT. last time Charlotte come back, if you've watched her work recently, she is very sloppy. But Charlotte she also to wants to be gone. Yeah. Does yeah, she? but being sloppy is not the way to do it. She yeah, but to, is she, she trying to she get... She wants to be like her daddy, be the man, and go to Vince and say, what can I want out here? Vince isn't going to let her nope, go no, just for her saying, money. hey, I want out. Oh, no. It's going to take something happening. That's probably hey, why. pull a Nia Jackson and start dropping her bow on her head. <laughs> That's what got Nia let go. She was deemed dangerous. I didn't. Which, I mean, we know. You know what I mean? That's... You can't do that and then get back and get polished up and then come back and keep, still keep drop people on her head. That's kind of a no-no. Well, but Nia also refused to go actually train. Which is stupid. Go hang out in the ring for a few days or out of the week. I mean, you know how much I would love to do that? Just it's be able to go. Yeah. It's not like the training center. They're not giving you everything possible you need to succeed in this business. Mm-hmm. They got, what, six, five, six rings down there? Mm-hmm. Oh, at yep. least. At least. So it's not like you're going to a show right here and you got someone training someone they know and you got to wait two hours to get in the ring. Mm-hmm. You're going to go down there and find your ring wide open to get you're better. Gonna, exactly. You're going to go down, you're going to get in a ring, and you're going to have one of those fucking badass trainers that they had get in the ring with you and be like, hey, you check want? this shit out. You can't tell me Sean Michaels can't polish up the best turd they got right now. Oh, goddamn. They got rid of the one who got it done better than anybody in fucking Regal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that surprised the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think a lot of it comes down to the fact, you know, Triple H don't get absent from having his cardiac event. Yeah. Is screwing in that because he's not there to protect people and go to bat for him and be like, no, you're not letting that guy go. No. Vince having final say-so over That's everything. That's why Vince is doing it while Triple H isn't there. That way it'll be <clears throat> Vince's show by the time Triple H comes back and Triple H has no say-so. Now, how much heat do you think you'll have with his son-in-law if he gets rid of Sean before he comes back? Oh, he gets rid of Sean, but I don't think he will. Mm. That's, I bet Thanksgiving will be very tense over that turkey. <laughs> I don't know. I think Triple H would leave over that. He'll be all you leave. What? Huh? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Triple H is start, Steph- start going back by terrorizing. Nah, Triple H and Stephanie show up on AW one Could you imagine? Because uh, X-Pac just showed up at Game Changer Wrestling this past mm-hmm. show. Looking good, by the way. No, oh, goddamn, he did, didn't he? <laughs> Could you imagine Gun Club come out? Billy get on a stick, you know. Hey, we got two words for you. All Elite, and then Point, and fucking Triple H, Road Dog, X-Pac, X-Pac and Sean all walking the stage. I would shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. 
And not even feel bad about it. Everybody I know would see that video a hundred times. <laughs> hey, have you seen this? Hey, did you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching it. Okay, but did you see it again? <laughs> Dude, you showed me five seconds ago. You were watching it. Like, I absolutely know you're not a wrestling fan, but you're going to watch this because it's too cool not to. Hey, you like wrestling? I watched it 20 years ago. You know who Triple H is? Okay, yeah, watch this, watch this. <laughs> you watch wrestling 20 years ago? Look at this. You will definitely do this shit. <laughs> so after Aaliyah and Natty, we went Viking Raiders and Los Lotharios. Again? Is that Angel Garza? And them? Yeah. Again, I think. And Viking Raiders won. Again. See, Garza, that's someone I think. I think Umberto was really kind of a flop from what they thought he would be. Once he got in front of the lights, went singles, that's why they tagged him. Mm-hmm. And I think Garza could be more if they let so him. So my favorite part of Garza too. was yeah. when he would wear the pants and the ripped pants. Yeah, that was match. awesome gimmick. He has, he has great charisma. Oh, yeah, he oozes charisma. But see, Umberto, well, you know, when they made that big package for him and he came out and debuted singles, I felt like he fought because he seemed shy in front of the crowd. To me. I can see I mean, that. I mean, he would smile, but he wouldn't like be what he could be. This is how it came off to me. Now, Garza, he don't give a damn. He's going to go to do what he wants to do. And look good as hell doing it. He's, he is a nice-looking gentleman. Absolutely. Definitely. But after, like, I'm trying to, I'm real confused at what they're trying to do with the Viking Raiders. Mm. Hey, guys, sorry we fucked up a couple years ago. We're going to give you a number one contenders match. You literally had two people that, one of the most aggressive, best tag teams in the world. Don't have to do nothing to just let them go out there and work. But during the pandemic era, you made them have a comedy angle with street profits. Stupid. I think it's a lot of they realize they fucked up with the booking. Well, that and Vince doesn't like tag teams, so anything he can do to not have tag team wrestling, he's going to do. And I don't get it because tag team wrestling is some of the most brilliant wrestling psychology there is in the business. I've said it a million times. Tag team wrestling is my favorite. But it also, but in WWE, the issue they have is they have very few actual tag teams. Yeah, they just put two people together and call them a tag team because they hate tag team wrestling. Exactly, he hates tag team wrestling, so he's not going to bring a tag team in. <clears throat> That's like we all know how you dropped the ball with the revival. No god, yeah. Had the best tag team in the world, right there in the last ten years. Could have kept him as long as he wanted to, as long as he let him work. And he tried to start doing the comedy shit with him. And when he had, when he brought American Alpha up to mm. the main roster, first thing he did, we're going to split him up and the black guy's going to be Kurt Angle's son because he likes black women. It's like, <laughs> awesome, awesome logic. And you know, some dumb astronaut on the table was like, oh my God. Hell yes. Vince, that's a great idea. Bruce, Bruce Richard. Richard. <laughs> hey, right, Vince, Lord. I love the idea. Lauren Addis. <laughs> so and if it falls apart, we can future endeavoring. That's we'll bite it all on him. What they're really fucking good at. <laughs> so then after that, we had Naomi versus Charlotte. Again. <clears throat> Again. Was it championship? It's completely different. At <laughs> least this is building into further the angle, or maybe finally finish the angle 
Oh, her and no, with her and Sony. Apparently, oh. Adam Pierce said that she was gonna have to have a match probably next week with Naomi because she's been crossing the line too many too often. Blah blah blah. Yeah, so I mean, they set the match with Naomi and Sonya Deville. Yeah, even though we never got a reason on why she's doing this, he was usually having an agenda that they want to address and let them know why you're doing something. We've still yet to figure out why she's doing this. I mean, yeah, you normally have a reason and somebody will say something, but WWE's to the point it's like, okay, you're just going to wrestle this person this mm-hmm. week. Uh-huh. It's, it's like a bad indie show that doesn't have ideas. How you can walk in and be like, okay, you're going to wrestle... You're going to wrestle third match against this guy. Why? I just tied with him last week. Oh, uh, I've been put through that. Well, then you're going <laughs> to wrestle fourth match against this other guy. <laughs> For the longest at BCW. Huh. For like a year, I worked Chris Payne or Aiden Wright. Every week for a year. That was my first two matches back. <laughs> and I was just like, I got so tired of being the champ. But I went to the booker every week and I was like, awesome. How am I losing it? <laughs> he'd go, losing it? <laughs> no. I go, I cute. That's what I thought. <laughs> awesome. Great talk, boss. <laughs> so then we have Johnny Knoxville interrupting Sami Zayn's Insane segment. What do you try to do this time? He, he acted really like he was electrocuting rock. himself. <laughs> he was fake electrocuting himself, and then Knoxville comes out there and actually electrocutes his ass. Typical, typical WWE movie plug. Hey, we're gonna give you so much money to show up on our show. But they don't do self mutilation. Yeah, self mutilation. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want to watch the Jackass. I do too. I okay. will watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Some dude takes a punch from Francis Nagano straight in the cods. Yeah, I saw that. I'm talking no. <laughs> no, I mean, it was probably, no, probably Steve O. No, no, what is Steve O? This guy has the fight, punch force of a small car hitting you, they said. Damn sure ain't hitting me in the balls. <laughs> no. You're not going to hit me nowhere. All I know is sexy ass machine gun Kelly's in and I want to see who? Machine Gun Kelly. Oh. He gets hit by the big hand, apparently. Oh, I love the big hand. <laughs> I love the trailer. You guys said it wasn't going to hurt. He said, y'all said it wasn't going to feel like anything. <laughs> That's have your y'all first seen, fucking mistake. <laughs> have y'all seen the coffee wagon in any of the trailers? Yes. Um, <laughs> There's a coffee wagon yeah. selling that, yeah. where they're giving out coffee on the set or something. They've got a, like a hidden camera so nobody will see it. They... Get the thing, and then like an inflatable deal just comes out and pops them when they're trying to take a drink. So it's coffee all over the place. And then you hear, no, no, give him, a, give him a cup for real. And then there's one that comes out. It comes out. And and like, the <laughs> I know it's funny. Good contribution, Bella. Okay, yeah. is it a full moon? Where we, we, we really we talk about dick, and you get excited. Calm down. It's my job. Both of y'all need to come over here. Are there any more of these? Oh, I'm not cold. I'm cold. Oh, you just had plenty of Oh, there's right here in the floor. I actually prefer warm sauna. 
Mountain Dew is about the only one. Mountain Dew and Mellow Yellow is about the only ones I can drink that are and, warm. And room temperature water. Oh, God. <laughs> about fail. All right, so what else we got going on there? Ricochet versus Sheamus again. Brilliant. <laughs> Sheamus wins again. He caught Ricochet midair and then hit him with a bro kick. See, there's another one. I miss Prince Puma. Well, I miss Japanese Ricochet. Yes. You know, as I do, the only person under six foot tall has been used right since he's been here from day one is AJ Styles. Yeah. It don't matter where you come from before, what you've done. When you come to WWE, you're 200 pounds or under, under six foot tall. You're going to be a punching bag. And I'm honestly surprised they booked AJ Good. I didn't think they and would. Brian Danielson. Brian. Uh, they yeah, did. He kind of force fed them. Right. They did they okay no with him. And he gave them no choice. Like once he started the yes and all that, you know what I mean? Right. WrestleMania, he, he kind of force fed them. Like, look, y'all can't deny me. Like, I'm over as hell. So you either put me in the main event or you watch your main event and get moved the fuck out of the building. Your choice. And they almost just let the main event get moved out, booed out of the building. That's the bad thing. <laughs> yeah, because how many times... Well, who was it? Randy Orton? It was going to be Randy Orton versus Batista. Orton Batista. Because how many times have we had seen that at that point? Right. Yeah. Exactly. After Revolution, you know what I mean? And then pardon me when they put him in the first match with Triple H to get determined if he would make it to the main event. I thought, okay, they're going to fuck us over this room and have Triple H win. That's what I thought was going to happen. That, same. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see the triple threat coming. And when it did, I was uberly surprised because, you know, I got behind Daniel Bryan, which, you know, or Brian Danielson from Ring of Honor. You, you know people like that tend to follow him. Exactly. Yeah. So then to close out SmackDown, we had Kevin Owens and Rollins versus The Usos. Mm-hmm. A new match. Sort of. Not really. Okay. Owens and Rollins have quickly become like my favorite shit in WWE. I know. It's great. Because they're, they're not together, but they're together. They're, acquaint- they're, they're very hard acquaintances right now. Right. It's like, it's, like, it's like him and Jericho, but they're not best friends. But Without the list. Yeah. They just have that chemistry together. I would just make a list. I used to I used to live for that pin click. Oh God! <laughs> how, many you know, how many people you know can get over the, a list? The word it, you know. And you know what? Jericho's about the only one that can do it. Yeah, and you he, give that list to anybody else, it and blocks. he did it. So, and also apparently Jeff Jarrett was on the show. And Bischoff. Nobody yeah, they, made, they, they made cameos. That's all I heard. I know Jarrett. Jarrett uh, complimented Boogs' guitar playing. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Boogs. Another, another prime example of not using talent, talent right. Yeah, that guy can also work. Boogs. Boogs. Yeah. He oh. can also work. <laughs> I mean, hell, look at the charisma guys. I remember when me and Jason first saw him on NXT, he just had some random match. And I follow him on YouTube. That dude is crazy strong. But the first time we ever saw him on NXT, he wasn't actually playing guitar. He was doing the air guitar shit, mm-hmm. and it was fucking great. It was over. And they when I saw back. him shred Nakamura's song for the first time, mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, I, I you know, obviously you think he's not playing it. You know, and you think like lip singing a guitar type deal, right? But then you find out he really played it. It's kind of well, that's impressive. Never heard lip singing guitar in the same. 
the, the people listening out there can't see the quotation marks. Kind of like the, the, the references there, you know what I mean? We thanks, understood. Thank, thanks for the sale, Will. We understood what you meant. I wasn't going to say anything. It's okay. It's okay. We, it's okay. We got you. Asshole. Will. They can get dark. They'll pop up on the side somewhere. <laughs> Number one at lip syncing the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go into Raw, sadly. You know, isn't it like they focus Raw every time they show us that product? I think that's why they call it that now. Yeah. <laughs> it started off with the fucking weigh-in. Yeah, that... Uh, In which Lesnar kept all his clothes on. <laughs> After asking what's his face if he wanted him to get naked. <laughs> you but, know, I kind of like... And part of me was Lesnar. like, yes, yes but no. <laughs> Baby face he's, he's, actually, he's actually funny. Some of the stuff he does, I mean, I get it. I mean, he did his own introduction a couple of weeks ago when he was like, the raining, and he looked at Paul and he was like, how was that? He was like, I mean, yeah, you get to see him show his personality a little bit. Something he's not done in years since yeah. he, his first. Not run. since he had the money in the bank, and he was doing the coming out box. dancing, and acting like it was a boombox, and dancing around and being like, "Yeah." I was laughing because there's there's a meme going around. You know, Brock Lesnar hates people. People hate Lesnar, but now today, <laughs> Lesnar likes people, and people like Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, I I honestly believe <clears throat> all these years that's that's been kayfabe. I think he honestly, he's really not really hated people. No, he's just very he, private. He puts on. He's just very private. He kind of old school lived the gimmick, didn't right. he? Yeah. Like, don't approach me. You know, I'm this 300-pound monster. I'll throw you out the fucking window. Exactly. Nah, baby face. Hey, you want to take a picture? I'm going to sign an autograph yeah. for you. You want this cowboy hat? It's like a matter of fact, yeah, big man, you care? <laughs> <laughs> that should be a surprise entrance in the <clears throat> women's rumble. Sable? Sable. Shoot. I was about to say, what? Brock's like, cowboy hat? <laughs> Sable and Jackie. Fucking love Jackie. God, she's a beast. <laughs> I don't fuck with her. She gonna show them black titties again? <laughs> I really... I really hope Rhonda don't show up. After y'all told me that earlier, I really hope Rhonda does not show up. I want that bitch to get hit by a Mack truck. If Rhonda, I know, if you know Rhonda, who else wants that bitch to get hit by a Mack truck? Uh, Whitney does for sure. Hates Ronda Rousey. Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Fuck Ronda Rousey. I'm telling you right now, if she shows up as a surprise entrance, you already know who's winning the rumble. Yeah. Has anybody figured out how to say her kid's name? No, we're not gonna talk about her fucking stupid kid. No, I can't be that's, that's the kid's not the kid's fault. I can't. Wow. Say <laughs> <That's a> heel <laughs> turn, Josh. Wow. This is shit on a kid. I mean, I just kind of say fuck anything that related to came out of or into Ronda Rousey. Her husband's. He's a good fighter. Yeah. He's an all right fighter. I'm just going to call it baby But baby. he chose a stupid ass wife. She, she might not have gave him a choice. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you going to fucking marry me. It could be pretty scary. She's mad. He's the wife. Well, he's he the wife. He should have kicked her in the dick. There you go. He should have kicked her in the dick. No. Tell me no, Rhonda. <laughs> baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> you going to take it? You going to take that? I... I I'm pretty sure she pegs. She don't. She don't take nothing. She don't want to. Armbar. Oh, images. Oh my god. All right, moving on. So after the Viking and the milk dud had their way in, 
we move on to Bianca Belair and Zelina Vega. So I take you not a Bobby Lashley fan. No. Hands the milk Oh no, I so, think he was like fun, a waffle. Funny story about Lashley. I took a picture of him years ago at a house show. He's working Fit Family. And he's up on the second turnbuckle and he's, he did, you know, the it's pose. Awesome, yeah. The only way you know he's in that picture is legit because he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, not, that's just how dark the lighting was behind him in the, in the UTC arena. That's they didn't have, hilarious. They didn't have good lighting. Because you know when people do their hard pose, you know, that's when everyone takes pictures mm-hmm. of them. And I really wanted a good picture of Bobby Lashley and I, I got a good picture of his smile. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, so, but I actually they? like how they're using him. Yes, lately. Actually, I do too because beast, he, he always should have been. And he's kind of half babyface. He came out slapping hands and shit, and you're, then you're uh, like, one wait week a minute, he's hands one week he's not me mugging. Yeah, is MVP is always constant limping. Now he's trying to sell that knee injury from six <laughs> years ago <laughs> <laughs> with his pimp cane. The MVP is just awesome. I want to see a promo battle hey, between was, him and Heyman. He was very gracious. Oh, the night I met him at Deep South. Because years ago, I was had a tryout with Deep South. Nice. Um, Micah Taylor <laughs> got me lined up with that. And when I went down, I waited around back at the show to talk with Brad Armstrong because I had just worked with him in Chatsworth not too long ago at RCW, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. And, bro, bro, I thought I had made it when he came out the back door and he was like, Chatsworth, right? I was like, holy <laughs> shit, Brad Armstrong's a member working with me in Chatsworth. And then MVP comes out and he gives me a few words of advice and kind of what they expect, what they look for, and was very gracious with his time when he didn't have to be. Awesome. And then he was like, you take a picture? I was like, well, hell yeah. <laughs> See, before he actually signed, he was down at... Uh, uh, me and Ben went down and worked some uh, pro wrestling evolution shows down around Canton mm-hmm. stuff like that and he was there hanging out a couple times and there was one random night where uh, uh, Ben's daughter McKenzie was down there when she was like that old <laughs> she's walking around and yeah that old that old <laughs> Josh is still that old still <laughs> well like Randomly, she goes up to MVP and just starts talking to him and playing with him. And he's like awesome. picking her up and playing with her and everything before he was, you know, this is before he was MVP. He was still, I think, what, Antonio Banks is what he was mm-hmm. on the Indies? So that's still what he was doing at that point. That's awesome. He had half his hair corn rolled, half of it was still froed out where he hadn't got it all the way done. Yeah. And he's sitting out there playing with her and everything. And I, I mean, just like you said, real cool, real down to earth. And then, uh, what was that show we watched that he was on? Mm. It wasn't Dark Side of the Ring, but it was like a behind the scenes yeah. of wrestlers and stuff. And just hearing his story, like how he started training, why he started training. Yeah. Literally him training to be a wrestler kept him out of prison. It's always a good motivator. <laughs> and like he met this guy while he was in prison. He was in jail, met this guy. And when he got out, he went to where this guy was wrestling and doing the training. And that's what kept him from getting back with his crew when he got out. That's awesome. He found a positive avenue instead of falling back to the same trap he would have been in. Oh, yeah. But 
What's funny, <clears throat> you were talking about MVP and Brad Armstrong at the same show. Brad Armstrong worked the Evolution show with us. That's awesome. Low key, Brad Armstrong was packing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that side of Brad at RCW. Well, everybody, he was back there and he was actually talking to everybody. I mean, he Robert was cool as shit. I've seen that. Everyone has if you work a show with a rock on express. Right. Who, as Ricky calls him, walks around the waist down naked until he gets ready to wrestle. Or, like Ricky said, when they were, when they would bring women back to the hotel room, I'd walk up and stick it in. Robert would stick it in and walk up. <laughs> I'm so glad I've never been in a locker room. <laughs> hey, quite the side. Ricky, Ricky Morton could do stand-up comedy. That son of a bitch is hilarious. Oh, goddamn right. <laughs> and... Apparently, Robert could have had another career path for wrestling at <laughs> So, the Belair Vega match wasn't all that quick match. Belair over. That match kind of pissed me off when you go into the six woman match later. Because you split up the tag team champions mm-hmm. and had one work a singles match here and then had the other one in a six woman match. Mm-hmm. Instead of having her and her partner together. Right, you could have put Tamina against Bianca. It had the same outcome. And had the same outcome and had the actual women's tag champs and look to be strong together like tag team champions should be. That makes too much sense, Jason. But I also still think I she's know. punishing Zelina. he's punishing Zelina because of black. Uh, okay. They put her over for he the, got released the ring first yeah. time ever. Uh, he got released and she opted to come back to the company even after she was released. So, why should she be punished? Wasn't she punished enough when they wouldn't let her work the 9-11 show? Mm. I'm still pissed. I wanted to see that gear. Oh, I know. Okay, but what happened after Zelina and... Priest and KO. Again. I'm over Priest. Like, every time they show a vignette or, like, an image of him holding a belt, I'm like, oh, he's still champion? I know. I was like, oh, my God, how long did you drink him? It's, it's the typical stuff with the mid-card titles. You put on someone that it lets it become forgettable. And you forget who it is. Yeah. Even though last week was the first time he's been pinned on the main roster. Yeah, you never when made Owens that. When Owens pinned him. And they never made that a big deal. Really. Because I don't think they realized it. Because they didn't say it again until this hey, last hey, night. We have a question. <laughs> yes. If you had to wipe your penis, would you wipe it or blot it? No, blot it. Oh, you're definitely going to wipe it, or would you like? You're definitely going to blot it. Yeah. If you're rubbing too hard, you're going to, you know, like like rug burn, bro. There you go. Hey, no, it's son. It's going to be with you for life. You have to love it. Yeah. I'm going to pee now. See, I don't know. No. Because. No. We're, we're, no, blo- we're, we're, we're blotters. Yeah. No. No. No, I wouldn't grip and pull anywhere. I didn't say hold it tight. I have a penis, but I can figure that much out. I got more than one in the drawer, but we ain't talking about them. Well, we are now. Yeah, technically. We're live, pal. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, but yeah, the whole 
Priest and KO thing. Uh, Owens wins because the same thing that... He freaks out and he gets DQ'd. The same yeah. thing Natty did on SmackDown. They just redid he, it on Raw. Do you like this new gimmick they gave Priest? No. I think that, they should have kept with the, you know... The, the Archer, Archer, Archer of Infamy yeah. thing. That was great. The ring music was great. His, his whole deal is remember me. That was the whole thing. I'm going to live, live in infamy. It. I'm going to yeah. live forever. And Not he's really doing this. struggles with bipolar. Damien... <laughs> Because he hasn't, because he has his first and last name is like good and evil. Yeah, like Damien's the bad, Priest is the good. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! So we get a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde type of character. Yeah, which I mean could work and it could be okay, but they're just having to be stupid. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're they're having his matches in the same way, especially every time the title's on the line. He go, he freaks out, he gets DQ'd. And of I would course, always Kate, do you know, that. Last night it was like Kevin Owens is your winner, but by disqualification, Damian Priest is still your champion. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I would I wouldn't do it in just as if anything any of his matches. I would save it for like storylines, like when you're cutting promos and building up to matches. Make it like Demon Balor. Exactly. Like if we're gonna if Damian's coming out, you're gonna piss him off to the point where Damian comes out in the big matches. I mean, they don't fucked up Balor anyway. Oh, Vince doesn't want him no more. Doesn't like him. He never, of course, when he came back, he was not doing anything with him to begin with. I mean, oh my God, no. He was jealous because his dick broke the term up when he got a bigger dick than Jason. Jeebus. But, I mean, but my. <laughs> so, you know, like they got KO and Seth Rollins like working together, not working together. Right. But, you know, they're pushing. Rollins to the moon, said, but they're still kind of holding KO back and putting him in these dumb little matches, dumb situations. If you want, you know, the KO Seth Rollins to be more believable to me, both of them should be pushed a little bit. I mean, don't sitting at this table and you taking up the most. I'm not saying I'm not saying push KO to the moon like they were Rollins and put right. him over again, but give the man something. I mean, hell, the band resigned with you. Give him something, and also the last time he was Universal Champion, how did that end? He got squashed by Goldberg. Well, Miss Goldberg, I mean, we'd all get squished by Goldberg. Mm. Nah, he just Shit, I'd himself. William Regal, that motherfucker. Oh. All you got to do is be a turnbuckle, you take his oh, ass out. I'm sorry. Or Bro, I would, he I would out Steven Regal, that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, speaking of, speaking of that, that popped up in my uh, a video on Facebook with uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Pulled a trick on him when he was working in the UK, and he come out to the Stephen Ring on him playing his, <laughs> his man, man. man song on him. I forgot all about that, and, the, and he took it. Oh yeah, he took he it know, great. It was. He even did the whole little stop, and he did the face. I was like, that's awesome. So after Priest of KO, we had the six woman with Rhea, Liv, and Dana versus Nikki, Tamina, and Miller. Again, Rhea, Rhea was a beast in NXT, and now she's just Rhea Ripley. It's like with, with Nikki A.S.H. The hell is that shit? That's the dumbest shit ever. Why didn't they just leave her alone? Leave her to the little psycho. Yeah. She's leave, her run, leave her running around biting ropes like she did and barking at people and getting over. You know, that's if the it's problem. broken, it was oh, over. That's it was why her she idea. was getting over. <laughs> and so it that, wasn't Vince that got her over. That's why I said now she needs to go from Nikki almost a superhero to Nikki the supervillain. Yeah. And no she costume. needs to. She needs to. Well, no, she has a costume like a villain's costume. 
Like, instead of the blue and yellow shit. Black and red. Black and purple. Black and purple. Because black and red is too much like Black Widow. Oh. Mm. And she wears that, and then... I thought Fucker was coming right I did, that. too. <laughs> I was so... I was waiting for I was like... I was giving it to Hogan. <laughs> but yeah, I want... I said even before she started the turn, I said she needs to turn heel and be Nikki Supervillain. Mm-hmm. That would sell the turn. Oh, yeah. She changes her complete everything. Yeah. Like I said, the whole a whole different costume, lose the cape, change the, whole, change the attitude. Come out spit on people, you know what I mean? <laughs> be a ruthless bitch, you know? I said she needs to be like a female joker. Where she's like unhinged and fucking crazy. Like she was before. Exactly. All right, what's next after the six? Spelling one? bee. Oh, that was dumb as hell. <laughs> I did see that. I don't know. Matt Riddle knowing how to spell calibration <laughs> because he has to calibrate his scales. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the new Otis thing, but Chad Gable. I, I did Chad, but Otis. Oh, and speaking, of, man, Chad is juicing, juicing. like a mother. Looking good, that bro. Is he's crazy? He's jacked. He's working mm-hmm. that AEW move. <laughs> Hell yeah! And I think Orton's juicing again. He took his jacket off last night and was talking. Man, dude had veins popping out of the middle of his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way. and he was getting like extra, extra intense at his, the end of that promo. I'm still could, like Orton confuses me because like it's one of those like I know he has teeth, but where are they? Exactly. Like unless he smiles the way he talks, it's like. Like, this it looks are never like there. He ain't got no teeth. <laughs> he, he, sometimes, you know, you see him, and, and other times it comes off like he had a history. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, because to me, the last 20 years, it's, it, you can't really find arguably no one better than Orton's been. True. No, yeah. He, when, it's, when, he, when his career's done, he'll go down as one of the best. And I mean, teeth or no teeth. <laughs> you know, that's just what I think his legacy will be. So then, apparently, we had Styles and Theory again because I stopped watching after the spelling bee. <laughs> uh, it was a good match. Didn't Waller come out again or something? I didn't see how it ended. I I don't remember. I yeah, I don't remember. It might have been something. I know AJ won. Mm-hmm. AJ won the match. I remember. Yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match. I actually don't remember how it was over. Because I was, I was watching the match, and I, at the same time, I was washing dishes. Uh, and I'm, I remember I looked away for a few minutes, and then AJ Styles' music was playing. I was like, Yeah, it was, like, or Austin, it was back and forth. Okay. Austin went for the his little whatever finisher. AJ reverses it. Austin went for the deal, you know? Yeah, the deal. <laughs> <coughs> Haley Kid goes to the thing. Phenomenal forearm, one, two, three. So, next yeah. matchup. No. You ever worked a Black Patriot? Yeah. I have a long time ago. He ever look at me and say, man, I'm going to, okay, we're going to do this. Then I'm going to do the rock. And then I'm going <laughs> did he it's call almost, that? It's almost like working Mike Jackson. Well, I was just making sure that he called and he, I'm going to do the rock. Yeah, and I'm going to do the card angle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the rock <laughs> I meant he was going to do the people's elbow. That was doing the rock. And the angle was either the ankle lock or the angle slam. <laughs> Which I already grabbed you. Yeah, if you're standing up and he calls the rock... It's the rock bottom. If you're laying down, it's going to be the elbow. Same thing with the Kurt Angle. But that's but 
you knew that's how he was. At the end of the day, super awesome guy. No, he's a great guy. Nicest guy you'll meet in the world. Would do anything for you, and he could work. Even he now just, to this just, day, when I see him, he'll be like, "Hey, man!" And, and oh, and uh, Dark Gable. I like Gable. Oh, he did he did the Carlton dance when he came out. Man, that shit was so the fly guy. Fly guy. I've never worked fly. I've worked shows with fly, but I've never, I've never worked him. First time I ever uh, worked fly, it was me, fly, and Black Patriot in a triple threat match. Oh shit! <laughs> oh hell! So you'll know what my first match was ever in the business. It was a GXW, and I worked Drew Game and Roger Rabbit. Oh, Roger oh, Rabbit. oh in yeah. a triple threat lumberjack strap match. Wait! Whoa! 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 Uh, whoa! I got my teetotal ass beat I for being it. the greenhorn. <laughs> you don't know how many times I had a strap? None. You were telling you got whipped by that strap? Oh, a bunch. Probably at least a hundred. Rock man, I'll never forget one of the times Roger hit me. He had the wrong end, and the buckle part was oh. out, and then he slung it, and then it came up under my arm and hit me dead in my eye, and my nose, and I was like, "Welcome to the business, kid." <laughs> And as soon as that happened, Drew grabbed me and he was like, look, are you okay? You know what I mean? Drew, I mean, Drew grabbed me real quick and was like, holy shit, are you okay? Exactly what Drew said to me in the corner. Holy shit, are you okay? I was like, and I immediately looked at Drew and I said, am I bleeding? He said, no color. I said, yeah, then I'm good. And then I got my ass beat with a strap a few more times. <laughs> Later, I found out the lumberjacks were there to make sure I didn't roll out from the strap shots. <laughs> that was a little bit of the dues that I paid that night. A triple threat lumberjack strap match. I've never heard of that. I'll give you. If you do, you, do you, is he familiar with GSW and who used to run that and all that? He's told me his stories. I, a little bit, because that's where I started. You know exactly GSW. where that brainchild came from. Mm-hmm. That was a Frankie Nelson. A match from work up. And it was legit to see if I would come back the next week. You know, I'm one of the only people that ever went through that building and never lost to him. Really? I've never I've never been pinned by Frankie. I never worked Switchblade. Actually I did in a tag match, but back when him and uh, Chip were running that tag for so long. Um me and another trainee that I went through with, he went as Diablo. I remember that. Uh Jesse. Jesse. Uh, we we went under them one night in a tag match. That was a long time, but ch- uh, Chip Pin, Jesse. Okay, but Squirrel. Yeah, well, we got. There. <laughs> yeah. Profits and Mysterios. Hey, that was a good match. Did you see where Montez almost fucked up that spot yeah. where Ray had to save it? Mm-mm. He come off the rope for the go around, uh, like the Hercron of the corner. Mm-hmm. He always does. He comes around Montez, and Montez picks him up and almost drops him. Oh, like, shit. Like right here. And you see him, like, uh, 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 getting Ray up, and then he puts his legs there and puts himself in the corner. Oh, wow. And I was like, hey, good save. Yeah, no doubt. And then Montez did this crazy jump out of the ring. He jumped out of the 12, Superman He jumped 12 feet out of the ring. God damn. He came on top rope, and he legit did this like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker gets air. <laughs> He, he, he do a frog splash so high, Eddie Guerrero be looking like, hey, Montez, what's up? No, my, Eddie Guerrero gives him a high five through heaven as he comes down. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. He's like, good game. Good game, Poppy. But he has springs on his red shoes he wears. Oh, yeah. I, I, 
I like Remember the old moon shoes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. They can, you'll jump high. You'll run faster. No, you'll break your neck. Hold on. There's at least yeah. one more match on Raw. What was it? The birthday celebration. Oh, yeah. That MJF oh, that, picture. Oh, <laughs> that, the, that the Tate Twins made look good? How did I thought you were drink it down the Did you watch the video of that? The Tate Twins? They got no. put through the table with a cake on it. and They were two of the security guards that took most of the bumps. Nice. made Edge and Beth look good. I made them look real good. Shout out to Tate Twins if you're listening. I mean, Edge and Beth were good anyway. But we also got to watch them work in AEW. They were there. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, granted, Edge don't need any help, but when they got people who can add that little... Yeah, when they have people that can actually work with them and make them look that much better, that's always... My mom so my mom hasn't been watching wrestling like she used to, mm-hmm. so I flipped it over so she could see Beth, because she's not seen Beth in a minute. And she, so I flipped it over, she goes... What happened to Edge? <laughs> I'm like, he's old. It's not mom. to say mom, time. It's not mom. He's fifty. <laughs> time happened to Edge. Yeah. Actually, I looked there and said he's still younger than you. Shut up. It's like, you know what? And for his age and what he's been through with his neck and all that, he looks amazing. Yeah, no doubt. So what? He's letting a little more gray hang Make out. Sure we won't judge him. Not a car out there. Because Lori's on her way to get the. Yeah, Josh, if there's a car out there. I'm making sure there's not a car out there. Okay. But I thought the Mysterios and the Street Poppers was, it, it, it was easily the match of the night. It was it was good work. Yeah, and then and they did the whole thing at the end of everyone dumping each the other. Dumping the everybody and then, yeah. I mean, that's all they're using that angle mm-hmm. for or that to match show and stuff. For is the, themselves right. The I'm not gonna lie. I I would love to yeah. see Dominic come out on top of the rumble. That would be nice. Eventually, not not yet. Even if it's a oh my god, we fucked up and I wasn't supposed to win. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's like the like Santino I, I have, situation, I have no doubt it's coming. You know, either with his dad or when his dad's done. Dominic I want to see him. Get, and his, Dominic him. will get the same. Accolades eventually his dad did because mm-hmm. he kid can actually work. When he first came out and they did that little tag deal where he first worked in front of everybody and he got first got a look at him, mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like you can, you know, the kid can work. I could see him turn heel and retire his dad and then take the mask and put it, take the mask off of him and put it on. Could himself. you imagine the bill for that for a mania? Yeah, yeah, I could see that this this mania honestly. If they did it right, you know what I mean. <laughs> And, and I think with it being Ray, the company would do that justice. Cause, oh, yeah. Just because of the respect that everyone has for Ray for as long as he's been around. And I think that would be the best way that they could do it is to have Dominic turn heel once he and have him pin Ray. And then after he pins him, he just beats him down and takes his mask and then puts it on himself. Mm-hmm. As long as there's no fucking gouging out eyeballs bullshit. Call himself, like you said, call him Prince Mysterio. That would be real good. That'd be a good angle. That'd be one that a lot of people would probably tune back into WWE for. Right. Especially a lot of older fans. Mm-hmm. What's with you and Prince? Prince Puma, Prince Mysterio, Prince this, Prince, Prince that. Prince Mysterio was your idea. Is that what you could I never said Prince Mysterio. I thought you said you could call him Call me Prince. You ain't got a lie. Just because I got the purple notebook don't mean I gotta have everything Prince. Purple. There we go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You heard Darius Rucker sing that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I good. Bet it's, I bet it is good. So are we talking about good wrestling now? The good wrestling? Yeah. Okay, now on to good wrestling. After we spent an hour on bad wrestling. Well, rails. 
Yeah. <laughs> really don't seem like we've been talking for a I know. It's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> so top of the show, Moxley's return. Yeah. On Dynamite. I thought it was really good. It was really good. It was fucking emotional as shit, too. I, did, I yeah. teared up. I did. You, you always like to see people winning. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when they take the time to... You know, take care of their their shit. Exactly. He did everything he could for him. He made everything right. He's at, got the baby. He's yeah, got. At the end of the day, him fixing him fixes everything. For exactly. Him. Yeah. And you got to think. Not only did he do that, but hearing that that night, you don't know who it could have helped. Exactly. Uh, somebody could be like, okay, I think I need to go get help. I wholeheartedly believe that. Well, I mean, that's why. We've said before, while we talk about mental health on this podcast ever so often, why we, uh, whenever we hear about AEW doing their thing where they get, and everybody talking about their mental health and everything, or if we hear something, that somebody's done something mental health wise, like when the Blade, you know, put that video out talking about his struggles and uh, everything that Bowen's put out. Wasn't it Bowen's and Blade in the video? Yeah, Bowen's and Blade in the video talking about it. Bella's at the door. They're, um, there's actually, I believe it's in March, but there's actually a bill that's being signed into law in Tennessee for first responder mental health awareness Good. to make it easier for first responders to get the help for the shit we deal Good. with. Because uh, that's definitely needed. Last year, um, unfortunately, a, a Cleveland City fireman took his own life after a long battle with alcohol and other things, but. He did a couple of stints in rehab, and it was just a demon he couldn't shake, and he very unfortunately took his own life. So, I mean, depression is one of those things where, you know, you don't know about it. You can, you can look at somebody, and they'd be the happiest person out in the mm-hmm. crowd, but they get home, and they're just like, you know, why am I even here? Why am I doing this kind of shit? Yep. And it's called the, the project that we're starting around Cleveland is called the 303 SOS. And it's for to bring awareness for first responders. Good, good. Because a lot of times it used to be looked down on as like weakness when you say you've got problems, but now we're trying to normalize voicing you have problems. Right, or when you say yeah, you're. But the thing is, what the stuff y'all see on a daily basis. But yeah, the stuff you the stuff they see it's. Oh no doubt. I mean that I know I've got PTSD. One of my one of the first bad wrecks I was on, a young man lost his life in a motorcycle wreck, and I can hear a crotch rocket or a, any street bike haul ass down the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, my hand immediately starts shaking. Mm-hmm. And Whitney, she, she'll tell you the color to leave my face, and she's like, you know, baby, okay. But I had to learn to talk to Whitney too. Yeah, that was something I tried to be too prideful for, and first, and I was like, you know what, fuck it. it I tell somebody about this shit. Well, see, that's one thing that we've done with this. We call this is our therapy. Mm-hmm. Where we just come, we get together, we hang out, we talk, we shoot the shit, we talk about stuff we love. We talk about wrestling. We talk right. about, you know, just fucking goddamn friendship. Yeah. I mean, hell, how many times how many times do you get to get together with people you love and you care about? Once a week, you have a meal and you have a two hour conversation. Right. Yeah, not very often. And over the years of me working in mental health, working in the hospitals, it's the stuff that you see in there, you know, the stories. Mm-hmm. Some people never had a chance to get themselves to a point where they could try to get help, you know. 
And then, you know... A lot of people don't have lots of South there until it's too late. Or right. they're put in positions where they're put to fail where their families abuse them physically, sexually, mentally. Uh-huh. It's... And the stigma... For sure. While, while it's better than it has been, it's it's still out there. There's That's been, what we're trying to push for. Especially in the firefighting. Because a lot yeah. of times, like, when you sit around a table after a call... And, I mean, honestly, in, in the firehouse, when shit goes down, a lot of the way you deal with it is you eat dinner together and you laugh make jokes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and if you have a good company officer they'll legit ask you hey, hey how, how how are you back home, you are you again. are you good i know what we just saw was pretty fucked up you know are you good like and like and then, like i said if it's a real good company officer they'll be look you may be okay right now but in two weeks at 3 a.m when you're not call me so you posted that uh, y'all are looking for some firefighters yeah, we're hiring. Oh, yeah. Bradley County Fire and Rescue. Oh, no. Yeah. Selfish, you don't, selfish you don't plug. don't meet the hot requirements. Calm down. Hey, bro. You ought to see me trying to get up some shelf fire trucks sometimes. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I feel like, like mini-me trying to reach you. I even make the sound. I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> we got, because we got a new truck, and it's specs are a little taller than the other ones. Oh, yeah. So when it, they get like a ladder stuff, they're like, don't send Howard. That's right. <laughs> one, one of the captains said, they're like, you need that ladder, don't send Howard. He's short. But yeah, a friend of mine just put in his stuff to go to the police academy. That's amazing. That's awesome. I yelled at him. I mean, I'm happy for him, but I yelled at him. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's nothing like what they showed in those movies in the 80s. <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> Damn. It's like real work. <laughs> Okay, hand me your notebook, and we'll continue to go over right. while you're doing handling right. your business there. What's next, Jason? Uh, mixed tag match: uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus Adam Cole, baby, and Britt Baker. It was a good match. It was. It was a damn good match. I mean, fucking the chemistry that Cole and Cassidy have hey. together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really they work so well together. They do, and it's so crazy because you know just seeing how each one of them are, you wouldn't think that mm-hmm. you know the style. You would think it would be too big of a styles clash. Yeah, a lot of times that's who worked the best though. In the in the first little part of the match where, they, where Cole and Britt were just being assholes, tagging each other in and out. And I love the fact how AEW's not running from the fact that Cole and Britt are together. No, right. Yeah. Like a lot of companies, they would kayfabe the hell out of it. You'd never see them angle together. You'd never see them cross an angle mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. But they pretty much made her like a member of the elite. Exactly. Right. The female. Especially after last week and this past mm-hmm. Wednesday. What do you think that they're going to do? So do you think they're leading up to Adam Cole and a pole match between the Young Bucks and the Red Dragons? I think something's going to happen. It's go- they're going to try to build as slow as they can until Kenny comes back. Because honestly, I think the next... When Kenny comes back, I think we're going to lead to a blood and guts. When Kenny comes back, he'll have a problem with Cole kind of stepping in. Yeah. yeah. He'll be like, wait, I can see, who's this guy? I can see it leading to a blood and guts match. I didn't think about Kenny that. in the box against... Uh, oh, man. Cole and the Red Cole Dragons. And the Dragon. That would be... That would be a banger. That would be some good shit. And uh, uh, rumor is strong in... Won't re-sign on his contract because you know all the other undisputed era guys are mm-hmm. they're in AEW. Uh, Marina Shafir, his wife, she's done stuff with AEW. But did you see where they're about to put Strong on the main roster? Well, they say that he was having dark matches, but he was losing all of them. That's was, usually how they bring you in. 
He was doing dark matches against L.A. Knight. It was just the two of them working each other. Mm-hmm. And then L.A. Knight had the segment on Raw, on SmackDown, but yeah. he didn't. I like, I think, I, oh, I, I love they're using him. I liked him in TNA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, I love Eli Drake. Whitney loves the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time he says that shit, she mimics it for 10 minutes. She'll go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that uh, fucking mixed tag match, it was goddamn... It was good. It was brutal. It was just the right amount of, I'm going to kick ass. Like for, for people, and people still like this, especially was prominent when he first started wrestling, but I don't know how somebody can not like Orange Cassidy. He is fucking incredible. It's over. It is. It's the whole it, nonchalant, yeah. hands in the pocket. But the motherfucker can work too. My best part to me about his gimmick is when they announce him. From wherever, wherever. Wayne, whatever. whatever. I love that. <laughs> yes. I laugh every time. I love how they, they do that, that with, like, with, um, Private party, weighing in exactly thirty-two ounces of vodka cranberry <laughs> from wherever you need an VIP. Yeah, need an invitation. <laughs> all right, and then the next match lasted all of ten seconds. Right. Uh, CM Punk and Sean Spears. Perfect. Come into a little dosy do turn around right to the go to sleep. Well, it's exactly what MJF said Punk couldn't do, mm-hmm. where he takes those guys that he should beat in 10 seconds and beat them in 10 mm-hmm. seconds. But he's pissed off because he did that with the person that he handpicked to take Punk out. Right. So how long How long do you think it's going to be before Wardlow officially turn turns on MJF? How, long, how much longer do you think they got to weed that out? I say revolution. I think it's going to be after. I think... I think we'll get Punk and MJF at Revolution. Uh, Punk will beat MJF. And then probably on uh, the Dynamite after. after, he'll be... Talking shit to Wardlow. Talking shit to everybody in the pinnacle. Because I, I guarantee you Wardlow won't do something MGL, MJF asked him to. Like there'll be a spot where the ref's down or MJF's, you know, all by knee type gimmick. Expecting Warlow to come in behind him, take care of Punk, right? And Warlow will refuse or walk off, and Punk's over. Something like that, I see, yeah. kind of being a finish to that, and I that'll lead that. directly to that to the turn. Because if you notice, he's starting to wear different colors. Yeah, Warlow's not always in the black and green. He's wearing white and purple. Yep, he's changing so You know what I mean? That's subtle changes are showing it's a change is coming. And then, uh, interview segment coming out, Cody with his own pipe bomb, quote-unquote, promo. You know what I thought he was going to do there? What? Especially when he mentioned the forbidden door. I thought he was going to announce himself as the participant. I thought he was going to say, I'll be at the Rumble this year. That would be nice. That would have been awesome. Had he said that, Booze. the wrestling world would have would have been set ablaze. Oh, it would have it would have fucking melted down everywhere. If Cody, oh. when he went out, would have announced himself as being in the Rumble on because in, in his interview he started talking about the Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. I looked away and I was like, "Holy shit, Cody's about to announce himself for the Rumble." I'd have lost my shit had he done that. Because mm-hmm. that'd been like what we talked about. Mm-hmm. He's uncontracted. Let me come over, you know, for the whole deal. We're like, hey, I don't want any money. Just give me some of my give me dad's those trade- copyrights. Give me those trademarks, trademarks that my dad came up with. Yeah. Give me, give me Bash. Give me, you know, Starcade. Give me Havoc. Yep. 
stuff that you're arcade. stuff that you're not using that's just sitting there that you're only used to try to combat against us. Yeah, and it'd be different if it was like my roster, but you know the bash used to be, but now the only one they really use are war games and havoc. Yeah, and they're the last both. They were both. In the they, they use Starcade when they brought it back for a couple times. It's house shows. Starcade as a freaking house show. If you're gonna do a, like a big WCW show but still make it a house show, it should have been Clash of Champions. Clash of the Champions. Because Clash of Champions was always televised on TBS mm-hmm. on a Sunday at six oh five Eastern. I I really like the fact of how he went in his promo and he's like, you know, CM Punk talked about being wanting to be the one that did this, this and this, but I did that. I did that. I was the I one. I was the one created, created the Forbidden Door. But you really was because when he left WWE, everyone he had Cody Rhodes was going to amount to nothing. nothing. But I remember he when he was post- done, they mm-hmm. rolled him off. But he didn't. He went to indie shows. Mm-hmm. He built his name. He built his reputation. I remember when he made a list of everybody he wanted to work, and he, and he worked every single one of them. He went down and brother, it was indie show, Ring of Honor, yep. IWGP. He did it. And he and he not only did it, but did it outstanding. Yeah, oh yeah. And built he built himself and them off of that list. I remember when he first cut that first promo, announced himself for Wrestle Kingdom, called himself the American Nightmare. I was like, that is fucking brilliant. What, what he did was he went to he went around the world and he showed Vince McMahon, you fucked up bad. How bad they screwed up. Oh, he's yeah. like he's like you let me go, under the gimmick you wanted me to do as a Stardust. <laughs> And I did that to the best of my ability. And now you still let me go. Now I'm going to show you what you let go. What you could have had. Well, that's like the night that he showed up against Mike Bennett. and mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes has right. turned himself to one of the biggest names in wrestling. Yes. Name went away. Whether you <laughs> like him or not. <laughs> and I still don't get the hate for him. I still don't. Because people want to see him turn him. It's, like, it's the same hate people have for Cena. Well, there's yeah, a, yeah. It's it. You can only push it so far as babyface. You know all this, that. You know, Captain Good Guy. Eventually, people want to see you low blow somebody and start spitting on people. Mm-hmm. That's why I said what I wish he would do is be that delusional guy who thinks he's the babyface, but he's the biggest heel in the company. But he still like, thinks he's the good guy. It's like Brandy said when she came back, he can be the good guy. I'm not the good guy. She said I'm not a good guy. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go out there and I will do whatever Randy. decisions I have to do to take care of my man. That's, Hood, that's what she said. Hood rat brandy's become my favorite brandy. <laughs> you may be a black belt, but I'm a black bitch. <laughs> I'll tell you one, that, that's three weeks in a row that that's been said on this podcast now. That's fine. <laughs> now, it, there's one part when I started like, okay, maybe he is about to turn heel, but when uh, one of my favorite parts in that promo, Cody was cutting, he was talking about Birdie King coming through mm-hmm. with Malachi Black. He's like, there's not many things that uh, I know we're not a big people of doing name changes in this company, but when you come into this company and you have the balls to call yourself Brody, he said, "I'll let someone deal with that in ten years when he, show show, when he shows yeah. up." Uh-huh. Talking about negative one, yeah. And I, I think that's so awesome that they, they took care. Yes, of they took care of Amanda, family like Amanda, that. yes. And they're doing something else big that she's part of. Oh, she does. I think she's got a charity. Yeah, is that on honor? They, they gave her a job with the company. Yeah, she works in the uh, public relations. Public though. relations. But they know they they understood that Brody was the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And with that being gone, she was going to Tony Khan. Did you being read? the guy he is extended that olive branch to be that look? 
Yes, it may not be the money he was making. It may not be the same. But let us take care of you like this. Let us give you something. Exactly. Did you read the article she Uh, wrote? Oh, God. Don't get me started on that. Oh, God. I didn't want to cry on this. (laughs) No. It wouldn't be the first time people have cried on a podcast. What really brought me is when it was time and... uh, Negative one kept asking, is, is she going to die? Oh. You know what kind of dick I'd look like if I cry over wrestling and not talking about firing and killing themselves? <laughs> okay, we'll move on. We'll, we'll move away from it. I'll, I'll save you this time. Because but... <laughs> I held it in on that one. And that's, you know, that's emotional. Oh, yeah. All right, next match was a Varsity Blondes. Yeah, she destroys everything she gets a hold of. You little shit. <laughs> Tasmanian devil. Pretty much. Alright, the Varsity Blondes against the House of Black. Or the Kings of the Black Throne. Before we start that, you mentioned subtle appearance changes. He brought this up first. Julia Hart's going to be in the House of Black. The cheerleader with the Varsity Blondes. He, he spit the mist. She's going to the House of Black. Yeah, because she's, so she, she's got the eye patch. She's not taking that off. She's been healed. And she's not been doing the whole cheerleading run. No, she's no her clothes black. are getting darker and darker. She's... That mist has turned her. Malachi and Brody, I dig it. I like it. Their mm-hmm. entrance and that music. God, that was I, I like their finisher. Oh, yeah. How he picks yeah. them up and throws them into that front slam. Yeah. I like that. That's and different. And call themselves the kings of the black throne. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. That was their stuff that they did in PWG. Tony Khan had no problems letting them do that. Keeping their music, keeping their name. Vince would be like, no, we're not going to fucking do that. Because Tony Khan understands. You're going to be the Knights of the Round Table. It's one of those yes. things. Tony and we're going to cover your tattoos up with makeup, and we're going to shave your head. The hell we are. You know what I mean? Right. Tony Khan is the money behind this, but he's also a fan at And he understands. At first. He's, he's a, a, he's a, he's a total fan. At the end of the day, he's a money mark. Mm-hmm. But he understands it. You know what I mean? That's why he's taking care of people like you, you know? Yes. Well, I mean, it's like we said, we were talking on the podcast I don't remember if it was last week or the week before. I think it was last week about how much of a fan Tony was when we were when how we all went down to the, the promo show. live, thanking everybody. You yes. can tell he really legit. He's having a blast. He, it's. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm sure the money they're making off of it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, but that's not what it's about, really. I mean, to him, he he loves seeing it and loves watching it. Yeah. Okay, three years ago. Would you dream we'd be watching Daniel Bryan have an hour-long matches for a world title on TV no. again? No. They trust him. They trust him to take care of himself. Would you think we would have been seeing Sting do what Sting's doing now? Oh, my God. Oh, no. flying oh. Sting through the table. Oh, man. God, I'm so loving this Sting shit. Damn yeah. right. I can't. I can't and the I'll, mark, I'll mark out for they're, that. They're keeping him on TV, but he's only had matches when it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. And it's getting other people it, over. Make, it makes sense. Exactly. And Sting's doing the vagrant thing. Yeah, he's looking good. The match with the acclaimed was fantastic. Well, we're you, about to talk about that here. Before that, did you see the video where him and Darby are going up to that fan in the while they're in traffic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Okay, uh, the next two matches were basically squash matches. Yeah. Uh, Kazarian against Archer. It's. That was to get Archer over. over. For Paige. Uh, and then Serena Deeb versus Sky Blue. God, Serena Deeb. dig in to get Serena Deeb over. But Serena's fucking amazing. God, yes. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if they'd have let her work like that in WWE when she was part of the society? Right. 
Or let her work it out. She never had one match, as far as I can remember. Uh, maybe a mixed tag, but she didn't I do think, much. I think mixed tag match was the only match she had, but yeah. they released her before she could do Anything anything else. big. And then the main event, like Will was just talking about a second ago, Sting and Darby Allen against the Acclaimed. Match of the night. I fucking love the Acclaimed. Yeah, they're they're good. I love the fact that Sting was the main part of that match. Yes. From uh, them jumping Darby and putting him out of the match. He carried it, and he carried it like he would have 20 years ago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a pseudo-handicap match there for a while because yeah. they took Darby out mm-hmm. and you know worked Sting over and worked Sting over. And the fact that Sting was okay, he's like, "Yeah, let the kids work. Let the you know, let the kids work me over." Mm-hmm. And he had no problem with it. And he goes out there, he makes everything they do look like a fucking million bucks. I like how Sting's not, not he's very, he's not selfish. No. Oh no, he no. gives spots to his kids, but he's never been selfish. No, he never. And you can tell been. he's having so much fucking fun. Yes. Yeah, him jumping off the fucking stage. Jumping off the stage through <laughs> the damn table. Hey, Tony, can I jump off the stage? Okay, can I jump off the stage to your table? I'd Steve, run. you're 62. <laughs> do you really want to do it? He'd be like, thing I really not. Well, Tony, funny thing. When this face paint goes on, I do crazy things. <laughs> you know? Okay, I won't go through the table. Hi, Tony. <laughs> I'll go through him, and he'll be on the table. So. But again, it's it's a a prime example of how WWE didn't use it right. I think they they had every intention to, you know, because they put I, him in an angle with with, with Rollins. See, the and thing then he is, hurt his neck. I think there would have been more. I think the only reason WWE wanted to sign him at all was so they could put Triple H over on him, mm-hmm. because that was the last thing of WCW that they didn't have, and they couldn't take. But. Man, when he was working Seth in that angle, I, I honestly think had he not gotten hurt, it would have come down to him getting the title, and I think it would have come down to him and Triple H for the mm-hmm. W title. I, mean, I know they wanted to do the Sting and Undertaker match because that's the match everybody always talked about wanting to see. Uh, and that's the match want he wanted. That. That's the match he wanted, too. Well, that's the match everybody wanted. Yeah, Taker, Taker wanted, wanted it. Sting it. wanted it. I mean, they were... That's not the perfect booking for that What match. if AEW gives it to us? Taker will never... I was about to say, Taker will never go. Damn it, we could wish. Actually, you know, you're right. Taker will never go. Mark Calloway will. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they could just call him the dead man. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure the Undertaker is heavily copyrighted. <laughs> and every scene, you can't even call him Taker. Or Under... That's when he would have to go by the overgiver. <laughs> the overgiver. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> All right, and then... Was... Mean Mark Callis. He was Mean Mark Callis of the Skyscrapers. That's what he's got to go by. And bring mm-hmm. back Dan Spivey. My God, Dan Spivey was... Well, my perfect that looking guy not a crazy-looking son bitch back in the day with them eyes? He was, and he was so fucking good. That's why I wish the Waylon Mercy gimmick would have fucking lasted longer, but his knees wouldn't hold up. Dirty dance Bobby boy. Mm. was a worker back in the day. Crazy-looking son bitch, too. He'd sell you with his eyes. He's and real big the, and crazy-looking. I love the goddamn skyscrapers. Them with fucking Teddy, Teddy Long as their manager. <laughs> it was great. Back then... Everything Teddy Long touched in the late 80s, early 90s was gold. Doom, skyscrapers, everything. It just clicked with me. Teddy Long used to manage mean Mark Calloway. That's why he made everybody go one-on-one with The Undertaker. (laughs) Tonight, player, you're one-on-one with With The Undertaker. Undertaker. 
<laughs> Best have a salsa tag team match, player, player. All right, and oh, then man. we'll uh, move on to Rampage. Rampage from this past Friday uh, opened up Moxley and Ethan Page. Good match. Damn good match. Good match. Did exactly what they needed to do. Got Moxley over. With the choke. He passed out. Uh, Moxley leaving and the face-to-face of what was supposed to have been the finals of the Eliminator Tournament, Danielson and Moxley. And I think it's going to be even better now because Moxley's clean. He's lost weight. He's going to have more energy. He's going to be more... Oh, God. It's got Danielson. Right. Right now, nobody is on his level. I completely agree with that. That guy's having matches better than he ever had in Ring of Honor right now. Mm -hmm. It's because I think he's got a point to prove. He's got a point to prove, and he's going out there, and he's seeing, okay, this guy's good, this guy's good, and this guy's good. I can have really good matches with them. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can make I can make myself a lot of money, and I can make these guys look like fucking stars. It's like the first match they had where they went to legit hour. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you the last time I got lost in a match that I forgot they wrestled for 60 minutes. No yeah. shit. I mean, Jason, like, I used to watching, watching it, and you hear the bell, and you're like, like we heard Holy you. shit, they went 60 well, minutes. Not only that, but you're sitting there in this, like, commercial. 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 And then, Josh, I'm like, this thing's went through a lot of commercials. And yeah. then they're like, 50 minutes have gone by. And we're like, what the fuck? Holy I was like, shit. They're the time limit draw. He's like, you think? I was at the fire station and watched it. And I was just like, I can't. What? Because you'd be surprised how slow 24 hours goes by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, oh, you try to get into something or you try to cook a meal. And next thing you know, boom, the bell's going off, and y'all got to go to our call. Oh, it still don't help. Some <laughs> days are brutal. Some days, especially when, and, and it's not a bad thing. It's quiet, and nothing goes on. Makes for a long shift. It, you know. I know the job I had before where I'm at now, uh, every other weekend and one day through the week, we would have to take an on-call shift mm. for after hours. I can't tell you how many times we would go out and, We'd order food at the restaurant, and as soon or we'd get seated at the restaurant. As soon as my drink would get set down in front of me, the damn yep. phone would go off, and I'd have to leave. And as soon as the phone got off, he'd be like, "Scott, damn it!" So we have this one Mexican restaurant. We always eat at at the station I used to be at, and it was a busy station. A lot of times when our drink or our food hit the table, the tones go off. You can't ignore it. Yeah. So we're, we run to the truck, and the waiter or waitress is always like. Your food will be here when you get back. <laughs> and they were always so nice. Like, if it was a long call, like an extended call, when we came back, they'd remake our food for nothing for us. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. To make sure we would, we'd get to eat what we wanted and stuff. Yeah, that bo- that job proved to me that you can break an iPhone even if it's in an otter box. Oh, you know that. <laughs> it was like, what, 3 o'clock in the morning, I think it was. No, it wasn't. It was a uh, regular afternoon. I had just got home. I had to go to this house in Saudi Daisy. <laughs> I was up there for 45 minutes. I leave there. I get home. As soon as I pull in the driveway from getting home, I get a call from the same house. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. It was a call from the same house. And I looked at my phone. I said, God damn it. I just fucking left there and threw it. And I swear to God, Randy Johnson can't throw a fastball as fast as I threw that phone. I don't know. You <laughs> see that bird? <laughs> you see that one <laughs> uh, next match uh, Trent Beretta and Nick Jackson was supposed to have been a tag match I think Rocky Romero had covered those uh, yeah Rivera or Rocky Romero Rivera. 
Yeah, because it was supposed to be the... Rabongi Vice and the Young Bucks. All right, Romero, for some reason, wasn't able to make it. It might have been COVID. It might have been something else. I'm not going to just Not medically cleared to wrestle. There you go. Get past medical protocol. Uh, Bretta gets a win over Jackson. Uh, As for some would say, an upset victory. Eh, I don't think so. It's only for the haters. Hater. Shut up. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay, next match. <laughs> Serpentigo against Hook. He didn't get his I'm gear not going to say it. I want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have to admit something. I have to come clean. I've not seen the first Hook match. Oh, God. Oh, since dude. he debuted. I've not he's seen him. Fucking he is so so fucking he's so fucking He's a star. So smooth. I mean, I've seen the, you know, the Goku haircut <laughs> and everything. <laughs> he needs to do something on. with the hair. He needs don't to do something. Lie, you love the hair, too. No, that's that's the one thing I don't. I was about to say, that's probably the only thing he don't like. I want to, like, smother in his thighs, but... That's what he says every week. But... I, I have to, I'll be honest, I've not seen a kid work. I can't say, I can't speak on it. He's fan-fucking-dominant. Mean, yeah. You can watch Eric, all his matches in an hour. Now, everything I've read and hearing you guys talk about it, the kid's over. He's good. Oh, he's over. He was so smooth. Uh, this match, you know, Serpentico, he does the deal in all the streamers from the hands. Mm-hmm. As soon as he does that, Hook jumps him. Awesome. I mean, like, as soon as he did, is the jump, ring the bell, boom, boom, boom. Serpentico don't even get to take his shit off. And the streamers are still attached. To yeah, streamers are still attached and everything, and he's suplex, 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 transmission, it's over. With streamers still on. Yes. Streamers and everything still it's on. It's not the transmission, it is the, the red, red run. run. It's the goddamn transmission. It's the red run. I don't give a fuck what he says. So, since we're on the topic of talking about people's sons that can work, does anybody hear about Braun Breaker? I've not seen him. He's a. Right. He's okay. Hey, if you ask me, he's the perfect mix of Scott and Rick. I've not seen him. When, I've... He, when he talks, if you close your eyes, you swear to God, Scott Steiner's talking on the microphone. <laughs> I have heard him talk. I've not seen and him work. When he wrestles, he he throws all Rick stuff. Hell yeah! The whole power slam where he's catch them and drop them. The Steiner line, he even started throwing a Frankensteiner lately. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. The kid, he can work. And he's got the look. And yes, ma'am, he can. And, <laughs> and he's got the look. I mean, he's impressive. He's a big-ass kid. I just kid. don't know why they changed his fucking name. That's WWE. But it was his idea not to be a Steiner, from what I was understood. But he came up with the name. They wanted him to have a different name because they wanted something that they would be able to copyright. And I don't know why they didn't want to copyright the Steiner name for him. I don't think Rick was going to let them. I think that's what the problem but was. My whole but issue they started is calling him a dog-faced gremlin. There's more to fucking shit than copywriting every goddamn thing. Not when it comes to Vince. That's where the money comes from, Vince sites. Because if somebody somewhere uses your copyright, you can sue them and squash them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, remember okay. cease, and cease and desist? desist. <laughs> I used to have that shirt until... Then why don't they sue Becky Lynch? Oh, Flair's pissed about that, by the way. What? Flair and Lynch calling himself the man. Her still calling her the man. Even though now it's big time Bex, which is even fucking stupider. Hey. And she's from Jupiter. 
<laughs> Is that the whole thing? Yes. <laughs> Taking it way back. <laughs> uh, main event, uh, TBS title, defended on TNT, which I thought was funny. <laughs> No, the first title offense, uh, Jade Cargill and Anna Jay. Uh, I didn't see this match. Uh, I heard I was, it was good back and forth. It was pretty good. I didn't see it, but I think Jade's starting to come into her own. Well, Which for them was... to have less than 50 matches combined between mm-hmm. the two of them and them to main event a show for a title and it actually be... Because, you know, when she first came out with the whole Shaq tag match and all that, she was kind of rough to watch work. Right. Yeah, you know, she was real... She wasn't very polished... No. But you can watch her in ring now, and she's getting better. God Honestly, yeah. I think can, this match was better than her and Ruby. You can tell. I guarantee you, if they're smart, they've got Dustin working with oh, yeah. the ladies, like like they did WWE. Yeah. Oh yeah, you I know, know Dustin Finley. was over the the women. Him and Finley, yeah, Finley, yeah. So I mean, obviously it's passionate to Dustin. So oh, I'm sure Dave so is probably if, working if, behind if, the if scenes. Tony, if Tony's smart, he has someone like that. You know, polishing in these people up, and it's showing whoever's working with them. It's showing she's well, getting I'm, better. Dustin and Serena should be focused on working with the women. Mm-hmm. That's what they should do. That's what they should focus on. Get everything going because AEW's women's division has got a million times better than when they first mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. the company. Their women's division is a lot better than WWE's. I agree. Work wise, I bet they got maybe they got, not maybe not the name star power. Yet, because they're still building a lot of them, but definitely work and ability. But you got to think all these women that their contracts are fixing to come up where they don't have the claws on them anymore. That Tony's going to grab them. Mm-hmm. I think this the, the next batch of people that Tony grabbed up is going to be some a bunch of women. I bet. Ember, uh, Ember. I was about to say, Ember Moon is definitely, or should definitely show up. Uh, There's one other one. Who's on my mind? Tony Storm. Yes, Tony. <laughs> Then what? Then, come, then come how on, you gonna come, have get in there for Jamie Hater? Do what? How you gonna have the argument? Who's gonna have better ass, Storm or Hater? Oh. See, they're gonna tag because Storm got the thighs and Hater got the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was digging the other night when Jay came out in the Storm gear from mm-hmm. X Men. Oh yeah. I still think it should have been white though. It should have white. Should have white. Put a good for him with the white hair. <laughs> But Brandy's second favorite moment was when she came out after Jade. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they do have some matches. Some matches did get set up uh, on or from what happened on Dynamite. For next week. Uh, or tomorrow. Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy in a Lights Out match. That's going to be Adam yeah. Cole, baby. Oh, yeah, tomorrow's beach break. So that, beach. Ma- that match will be Lights Out. Yep. See what I did there? Uh-huh. There you go. That's- and a ladder match for the unification to unify the TNT titles, Cody and Sammy. Yeah, that'd be real good. If I'm telling you, mark my words, if they unify the TNT titles and it goes to Guevara, Cody Rhodes will be in the Rumble. I could see that. I I still think Cody's going to wind up showing up in the Rumble. The Rumble, they're not going to say happen. a word. The Rumble's going to be interesting. 
Just what for if the fact. The rumble is when Kenny Omega comes back. No, because he's under contract still. It don't matter. If they want to open a forbidden door. Well, that's true. They could have it come in. Hell, they can even put Omega still, over. Would Omega be cleared? Yeah, he's still. He's because got he had surgeries as soon as not he Not by got. WWE standards, but Tony <laughs> Collins, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I just had surgery on him, but and I'm still spinning. But, but you couldn't tell me that that wouldn't shock the world. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. You hear Omega's music hit, you know what I mean? Or any one of that caliber from AEW's music hits. I, I'm honestly expecting it. Hope not. But it's going to be someone like Enzo Amore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone that they'll still remember. It'll get a pop. Better be like, oh. You know what I mean? But a groan. It's not really going to be one of those, oh, yeah, that guy. It yeah. could at least be Confused Jesus. Confused <laughs> 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 Because yeah, you can't you teach that. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Mally What the? Who are you barking at? <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to uh, somebody, somebody <laughs> take a break real quick. We'll throw the little commercial gimmick in right here, and then uh, we'll come back with our top five list, and we'll let Michael in on the secret while we're gone, what we're doing in this next part. So, uh, Oh, shit. We'll be right back, guys. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Michael, this is part of the show where we like to give our top five list of the week. Uh, this week, uh, Royal Rumble Saturday, so we're going to do our top five favorite Royal Rumble moments. Gotcha. Uh, anything that's happened in past Rumbles that we've, you know, that just sticks out in our mind. Gotcha. We have a, I have a feeling we're going to have some. I don't know. So... See, the running joke is I can't do a top five list. Okay. But see, Josh decides this week that he can't do a top five list. But he always likes to give me shit. So when he opens his book up and shows that he has more than five, I'm supposed to act surprised. To be fair, I fucked up. It's my fault. (laughs) Watch my acting ability. I got you. I'm down. So, uh, Josh, you normally go first. You want to go ahead and get started for us? So, so before... I start my list. Before. I have an honorable mention. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> See? Acting. <laughs> honorable mention number one. Anyways, Maven eliminates Undertaker at the Royal Rumble in 2002. The pop for that. Maven, you notice, fresh off the Tough Enough, the very first Tough Enough, gets in the Rumble. Taker's right there. You know, they brawl for a little bit. Hardy's come out to strike Maven. Drop kick, he goes over the top rope. That place fucking erupted. Of course, it didn't bowl too well for Maven after he got the shit bit after him afterwards. But that was a good little moment. Right. It's something you'll remember because it's like, okay, so this rookie eliminates a grizzled veteran, blah, blah, blah. And then a month later, where'd that rookie go? <laughs> Take your beat his ass so bad. <laughs> Number five, and I know you're going to have this one on your list. China enters a Royal Rumble as the first woman in 1999. Now, back then, this was 1999. You know, the, the peak of the attitude era. Austin, Taker, Rock, Foley. Rumble hits. You see China come out. And she, I mean, this is when Jack China, you know, when she was at the peak of her physical prowess. 
eliminates Mark Henry, goes toe to toe with Austin. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Do you smell prowess? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh God. If I don't know what you're thinking, mm -mm. I can't spell prowess. I'm just giving shit. Of course, Austin Stuntry throws her out. <laughs> Number four. Honorable mention will. <laughs> Number four, the three faces of Foley in the 98 Royal Rumble. Oh, that was classic. That, that was, was cool. Good. Starts off early in the Rumble as, what was it? Duke, what was it? That it was Cactus Jack. Jack. Gets eliminated towards the middle. Comes out Mankind. as Mankind. And then finally, and 20. Then, oh! Dude Love. The coolest cat in the room. Only person to ever done that. Only person to ever will do that. I thought that was pretty cool. Because he's the only one that's had three different fucking major well, characters. Well, Bray could have done, done it before they released him. Number three, Kane's performance in the 2001 Royal Rumble. Having the record set elimination that lasted for god dang almost 15 years. 11 men making it to the final two. And because I was a K-Mark, I got pissed when Austin eliminated him. <laughs> <laughs> I was a huge K-Mark when I was a kid. I ate the mask. I used to use Jennifer's pom-poms as the hair. I'm good. No, thank you. So, yes. Number two, Rock versus Mankind, I Quit match, 1999. Probably the most brutal I Quit match. It's it's Rumble. You didn't say it had to be Rumble matches. Royal Rumble moments. The Rumble is Rumble the matches. Do you, do you remember who won the first Rumble? Yes. Yes. Who? The first Royal Rumble was won... Bye. Give me a minute. I just went fucking blank. <laughs> God damn it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. I'll give you a hint. He, no, no, I'll I don't give worry. you a hint. He just beat cancer again. Well, I knew. I know this. I, I really just went fucking hey, blank. Hey, come on, guy. tough guy. Fucking hacksaw. Yes. <laughs> How the fuck did I go blank on that? Because it's you. But yes, Rock Mankind, I quit in 99 Royal Rumble. I like how we had the same. <laughs> <laughs> All those chair shots being handcuffed, you oh, know. Oh, brutal. God. Man, I remember watching as a kid and one hour, I mean, 20 something? Oh, yeah. And of course, Foley was pissed afterwards because the whole goal was to hit him with chairs to get him up to the ramp for the finish. But Foley kept getting hit so hard, he kept staggering around, forgot where he was going. And that was in the Beyond the Map. Yeah. Noel, when she was little, was crying. Can you imagine your kids watching that? And they don't understand the work of it. No, not the mm -hmm. But, I mean, when you take 20-something chair shots from The Rock, handcuffed to the head, and this mean, was, where's the work at? And this was The Rock trying to get over, so he was putting it in there. And he knows how Foley is. Foley wanted you to not be shit out of him. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And of course, how, didn't he get stapled up after that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, probably 10, 15 staples. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, number one, Edge's return in the 2020 Rumble. Something we never thought we'd see happen. Just when he came out th after he went through his smoke, just the look in his eyes, like he was like on the verge of tears, like holy shit, this is happening. Like it was, it was great. Then he had to he had to get himself together. He had to do his little pose, and he had to get all rated R superstar. And then, yeah, and here we are, twenty twenty two. He's been working matches after matches. I think he, I think their mixed tag matches will be really good. I think Saturday. it's gonna be better oh, yeah. than a lot of people think. I this do. is one of the better cards they've had in the last ten years for a rumble. Yeah, I agree. I mean from top to the bottom you know what I mean? I mean I think one of the worst matches as bad as it's gonna say is gonna be Becky Lynch and Dewdrop. And I think they'll still have a good match. Yeah. But I think it'll be compared to all the other when, matches when looked yeah. at as one you know what I mean? It'll have less significance. Yes. You know, when you look at, you know, 
Brock and Bobby, Seth and Roman, you know, Edge and Beth and, and then the Rumble and matches, yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Piece of ice was blocking the work and getting the water. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Like a water blocker. So I don't have any audible mentions, so we're good. I, I knew the assignment. Hey, we that, I don't that. have any either. Fuck my money. I knew I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on before you go. What's have you thought of any? Or I know you said you well, could I probably got a couple right off the year that Santino marched his ass down there so confident. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the ring. And came right over. And, I wasn't ready. And then marched right back to the back. And then another one that comes to mind was the year, I, I don't know, I don't remember the year, but it was the year I was actually in the Rumble in Atlanta. And uh, Edge won it. Point him. It was, if I'm mistaken, that was a comeback for him. Yeah, it was. After an injury. And I mean, I was there to see it. And it, I know when he went over, that was also, Sean was in that rumble. He was. Him and Triple H yeah. had a face off in that. It, it was just, it was just awesome. Growing up, I was yeah. being one of my favorite events to be there. That was pretty cool to see. Hell yeah! And the rumble's always been my favorite. And all the different ways to see how Kofi Kingston would keep him getting eliminated. Oh hell yeah! Oh, I gotcha. always look forward to that. Kind of come up and see what they can come up with new. And yeah, then they that, started it with Naomi. Yeah. Would it be the, the, the chair from the announce table? Just, his feet barely leaning on yeah. the stairs. SummerSlam is going to be a nice one. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. I'm down. We're there. <laughs> I swear, oh. nothing exciting better happen at the AEW. Oh, nothing. It better be a shit show. Only <laughs> because, because it's ever a shit show. Only because after I go to SummerSlam, that completes the big four for me. Really? Oh, yeah. You went to Mania? Oh, you went to Mania in Atlanta. And that was, that was, that was one of my bucket lists. I wanted to see all four big pay-per-views. And it'll give Whitney, too. She'll have two of them knocked out because she went to Survivor Series and it'll be SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. And it gives me another reason to go back to Mania. <laughs> we got to go to Mania, Whitney. Come on, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to a Mania. Mm-hmm. Man, the one when it was in Atlanta, <clears throat> I mean, granted, we set up and we were in the f- uh, first row of the third deck, which was still in the Georgia Dome. Still, You can still see real well. We sat... On our right was some some guys legit from Ireland, uh, <laughs> and on the left was some people from uh, Great Britain. <laughs> and to hear the difference and the contrast of how <laughs> different countries talk shit to wrestlers <laughs> was awesome to hear. And I heard, "Oh, you cunt!" I don't know how many times, and I, you know, all different. I was just like. I was just like, this is awesome listening right. to it. And I was just like, I, you can't, where else but, you know, Mania. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I saw people from Japan. You know, I've seen people up from Brazil, Brazilian flags. Damn. All over the world there. And you're all there for the one purpose. And I met Sign Guy, WrestleMania weekend at Access. Hell, I yeah. High five Sign Guy. Hell, yeah. I don't know why you eating that cupcake like it's the last cupcake you ever going to eat. Bro. It was a good cupcake. This is the last one I ate tonight. <laughs> no, I won't. I still have another one over there. <laughs> but that's that's it for my mom. Mom, rumble mom. Yeah. That's all I got. Hey, that's yeah. great. That's great. 
All right, Will, what you got now? So I have one that was technically not a Rumble match. See? Mm-hmm. He said see. <laughs> see, neither one of y'all understood the assignment. <laughs> to be fair, when we discussed this last week, we weren't that specific We was it. not. It was Rumble moments. It didn't say the Royal Rumble match specifically. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you got here. If I got 80 shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I <laughs> no, I got something. I got... Three from the 90s and two from the last seven years. He understood the assignment. I have none from current years. Because a lot of the current ones <laughs> haven't been good. Really. So my, my number I'm five. I'm surprised you don't have the one I have from the most re- my most recent closest one. Uh, but I know what it is. I think. I don't know. My number five. Casket match. Undertaker. Michaels. Kane sets the casket on fire with Taker inside of it. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was really good. My, At least your not a Royal Rumble <laughs> match was the last one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> that match that I made was one of the best matches in Rumble history. Kiss my ass. Has it been waxed yet? Oh, no. <laughs> Bleached? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all natural, baby. <laughs> Number four. Oh. Mega powers start their breakup at the Rumble. Love it. <laughs> Speaking of mega powers. <laughs> that would be a perfect scene of video. Speaking of, I'm... The new game coming out. I'm getting the NWO edition. Me too. <laughs> you just can't not with being a fan and releasing something like that. You just you can't ignore it. Right. But I'm trying I'm to decide do I want to go digital or get the physical because I want to know what comes in the physical copy before I get it. Well, <laughs> you, you got a PS5, mm-hmm. so you get everything. If you get a hard copy or digital, you get everything, even the rate. Me having a PS4, we don't get the Ray package. That's only for next gen consoles. So I don't get the 96 Starcade Ram Stereo motherfuckers. <laughs> I was kind of looking oh, forward to that I character. I love that. Mm, I love that gear. But I still get the pow, 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 NWO, baby. Number three. <laughs> Moving along. Right. Ignore him now. <laughs> <laughs> Michaels wins 95 in her number one. Is that the one he won the, the belt and he cried after? Was that not a Rumble? Rumble? No, that was Mania. Uh, yeah, the one foot. The only one, one foot, foot, touched only the one foot touching the ground. Number two. The one and only time there was co-winners. Oh, to the Rumble. Rumble. Brett and Luger. Brett and Luger. <clears throat> the Narcissist Luger or the American Luger? No, it was American Luger. Luger. It was American Luger. <clears throat> It was both baby faces where Luger and Brett were both baby faces going going after it and they both go out at the same time. Over with that world tour where he slammed the Lex Express. He slammed Yoko on that carrier. Luger and Brett go to Mania and Hogan's the one that wins the title. (laughs) Of course, Hogan's always written in. Especially in the 80s and 90s. If he can get Hogan, brother, he's over. And then my number one because I'm the women's wrestling mark. China's entrance number thirty at, 90, at the Rumble. I think everyone likes seeing that. Mm-hmm. It was at that point never been done ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, never been done before. China was the perfect person to do it. Absolutely. Had she not done it, you wouldn't have Beth do it. You wouldn't have Karma. You wouldn't have 
Karma, Nia. Honestly, you what you wouldn't have a women's Royal Rumble period had China, had China not done that. It's true. And to and to think how long it took after that mm-hmm. for us to get a women's Rumble. It's because mm-hmm. it's the stigma mm-hmm. that around wrestling has around women. Well, I mean, and no one said it was right. It's well, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's been there. Yeah. A lot of people see women's wrestling as a eye candy. What? Well, no. Special attraction. I was about to say it's not sideshow. Why am I trying to yeah. think? But the but special I, I see attraction. What you're saying there. It, it, it is a special attraction. Like when you would hear in the early 2000s, you know, you got Trish Stratus and Lita in a bra and panties match. See, that shit pissed me off so much. Because mm-hmm. them girls could and still can. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, but going back at the time when Trish and Lita was having bra and panties matches was the perfect time for me in my life to see Trish and Lita in a bra and panties match. <laughs> I was very much because coming in my own. Hand. We were right around the same time there. Yes. The new WWF magazine came out with Trish on the cover. And Why are you in the bathroom so long? Oh, always oh, had them by the way. You're talking bikinis. Yes. Jeebus. First time I ever even thought about China in any kind of way other than the big kick somebody's ass bitch on, on there. Playboy? Nah, when she was in the Raw magazine. <laughs> that was before the Playboy. And before not China. And China, the ring. I and seen China, China was the first woman <laughs> from wrestling to be in Playboy. She I opened thought they were talking about the country. Oh no, my man. god, get out. We love you, child. Oh god. Wasn't Sable before China? Mm-hmm. I think Sable was before Sable was uh, the first she, one. Oh no, yeah, she was. I'm it sorry. is Sable and Tori. <laughs> that was cool. Had that. Christy Henny. Christy Henny. All right. Uh, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, next. So mine, I actually only have five, believe it or not. Actually, my last couple, I've only had five. Good job, Daddy. He'll make up for that the next couple. He's going to have like ten. I had three honorable mentions on that one, so. (laughs) And I had three honorable mentions on that one, so. (laughs) But okay, uh, going number five, uh, the 2014 Royal Rumble. Everybody wants... Daniel Bryan in there. Everybody wants Daniel Bryan to win. It comes down to number 30, the countdown. Rey Mysterio comes out and gets booed out the building because he wasn't Daniel Bryan. I loved it. Oh, I did too. I mean, that's just one of those things that stick with you because it's like, okay, as a wrestling fan, you can... Ooh, that backfired. Like, yeah, you can cheer or boo anybody you want to, but Mysterio is always the one you're going to cheer for no matter what. Ultimate underdog. And as soon as his music starts, and it wasn't Daniel Bryan, that Same whole place just the said, the fuck this like, match. Like, eh. <laughs> I think Ray's probably coming to the, get ready to go to the credit. Yeah, what the fuck out here to do this to me, guys? Come on. Yeah, as soon as it started, Ray looked back and been like, fuck you, Vince. And... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four, 2018, the first Women's Rumble. I'm surprised you didn't have that one. He's thinking about Armin Mitchell. Well, it was one of those, like, I thought about it, but I was trying to 
and then I started thinking about like the first that we saw in the Rumbles and <clears throat> yeah, like Michael's coming in at one, winning the. Was he the first to come in at one and win it? Yes. Yeah. And see, they kind of they knew they were going to have him go and try to go the distance, so they cut the time in between entrance from a minute and a half to two minutes to a minute in that rumble. So he wouldn't have to go over that. So they wouldn't go overly long, but... Because mm-hmm. you knew Sean wouldn't take no rest periods. No. He, he would work the whole time, you know what I mean? And they, they were just trying, that was them trying to look out for him. Yeah. So I'll talk about that later because I got it on my list, oh, too. Oh, <laughs> All right. But yeah, the women's rumble, the first one... Uh, and of course, the best moment is when Ronda Rousey debuted at the. I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, we just had a conversation about Ronda Rousey mm. and fuck her and, and all this stuff and begging. I want her to get hit by a Mack truck. I was actually expecting for me to say Ronda Rousey and him have a reaction like that. And instead, he just kind of sat there like, you son, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> he said he had him on and like, it, yeah, it, you would. Yeah, it kind of backfired <laughs> on me. I'm like, I'm going to get Will fired up and say Ronda Rousey. And he was just like, yeah, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> uh, number three is the very first time the Royal Rumble had any kind of stakes involved. 1992, the winner became the WWF champion. Uh, come it was down, Flair, wasn't it? It came down, the final three were Flair, Hogan, and Sid. Sid Justice. Yes. And then Hogan gets eliminated by Sid. Hogan, Hogan. I was about to say, Hogan reaches up and pulls Sid out, proving that Hulk Hogan is the only actual heel ever in the business of pro wrestling. <laughs> He did do a lot of underhand shit and got cheered for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No denying that. <laughs> so, Ray Flair wins, becomes a champion, goes Which on. Which led to the, with a tear in my eye <laughs> As he held that WWF title up for WCW to look at. Right. <laughs> Where did... I don't know. Where'd Mr. On. Honorable Mention over here Probably go? I'm standing on a stool somewhere. Probably going to make sure this vibrator's charged for the nut. Um, <laughs> there he is. Hey, there you are. Number two. What's number two? Did I your vibrator charge? Did you hear number three? I did hear number two. What would you have done if that back would have broke off that chair? Because you know that's a shitty chair. <laughs> <I> would, <laughs> they would be going to the hospital. <laughs> I would have laughed my ass off. We would have had to throw another commercial gimmick in there. Yeah, we'd have, have been like, hey, we got to take a break. <laughs> All right, we're back. Josh may have a concussion, but we're going to continue this podcast. Uh, number two is the 95 Rumble that we were talking about with Michaels. Because it was Michaels and Bulldog to start at one and two. And the last two left were Michaels and Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we skinned the cat and came back That's in. actually exactly what I put. HBK skinned the cat, 95. Man, I think Bulldog was so underrated for what he, for yeah. what he really was. Especially at that point, because I mean, he goes from having that badass match with Brett at Wimbledon, right? At Wembley, yeah. Man, oh, that was the SummerSlam '92 badass match with Brett. And the way that and Brett, you know, being what he was, gracious as he was, and put Bulldog over like he did in his home country. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you know, had had Brett went over, he would have got over. 
but it added that that much more to it. Yeah, and it made it way with a roll up. You know what I mean? It, the reversal of the sunset flip. Yeah. I just think Bulldog, especially then, he was on a different level when he ever had. He never got credit for that. Mm-hmm. I was okay. always a Bulldog fan. I was too. I always loved David Boy Smith. I mean, I like the whole Heart Foundation. Mm-hmm. Everyone involved in it. Hey, it's bad to say, but I remember Bulldog when he was actually part of the tag team, the British Bulldogs. Yes, and they had they came out with and said Bulldog because of the matches they had with the Steiners. Well, they had the matches with the Steiners. They had the matches with the Hart Foundation, uh, mm-hmm. Brett and Jim. A lot of good tag team wrestling back then. Oh, hell yeah. And then, number one. Okay, picture it. Sicily, 1912. <laughs> I was about to say, Rossville, Georgia, 1997. <laughs> back before they had the fancy cable boxes. Mm-hmm. You remember Squiggle Vision? <laughs> no. I remember going to the Charger and buying the big-ass boxes you had to buy every pay-per-view. I remember Squiggle Vision for the late-night stuff. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. So, for the kids who don't know what we're talking about, Squiggle Vision was when the pay-per-view channels, because you didn't have the cable box, mm-hmm. so the pay-per-view channels were just the high channels in your... TV, <laughs> and you could go up to those high channels Catch and a glimpse every once in a while. Yeah, every now and then you'd be watching something, and you're like, "Is that a titty or a big toe?" <laughs> <laughs> that was Squiggle Vision, and surprisingly, it was really hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Squiggle Vision was well, not that nice. Okay, somehow one TV at my aunt's house made Squiggle Vision almost perfect. Oh. He found the unicorn. Yes. <laughs> Again, that's when Trish and Lita was having them kind of... <laughs> so I was coming into my own as well with Squiggle Vision. Ma'am, the, you know, the door is kind of cold. Well, the weather is. But... <laughs> Whatever. This was, the, this was one of the first actual pay-per-views that I've ever watched from start to finish. Because I was at my aunt's house. They had, you know, Squiggle Vision going where... I would see every now and then. Every now and then it would be perfect, and then it would go and you couldn't see shit, but then something else would happen and it would go perfect again. This is a first rumble that Austin won. This is the one where he gets eliminated, but all the referees are on the other side of the ring and nobody saw him get eliminated. He he looks around, he gets back in, and then wins the match. (laughs) I mean... It fit perfect with the gimmick that Austin was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the how Edge did the ultimate opportunist, but he was just taking advantage of what he could, and he was, you know, the, the fucking rattlesnake, so he, you know, all that shit. It was going into the whole, uh, the deal with Brett, with the, going in for the double turn with all that shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, hi. How you guys doing? We working, bitch. What you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm about to get back. I'm about to get back to work. I'm taking a break. <laughs> Not the break exactly. But you know, it's the break you got. But yeah, what the '97 Rumble. Austin getting back in after he was eliminated, but nobody saw it to turn around and win the Rumble. That's 
my number one moment just because that always stuck out because that was the first one that I actually got to see, even though I didn't really see it. Every fucking week. <laughs> In other words, squiggle vision. Squiggle vision. <laughs> Sometimes squiggle titties. Sometimes it was a big toe. <laughs> it's bad how you can remember that shit. Because <laughs> that was our childhood. I know, but it, it's so true, though. Is every, that a titty every, or is that a big toe? Until mom and dad went to bed. <laughs> and he turned it to HBO or Skinamax. <laughs> trying to catch a titty. Oh, my God. When we actually got Cinemax and stuff, like, through cable for the first time, and I watched some of those fucking things. They were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they all were. That, that's but you didn't care. You like, see tits. The every acting. fucking one of them had Evan Stone in it. And I'm like, <laughs> this motherfucker is uglier than dog shit. Like, he is the... <laughs> the bad thing is, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> the ugly goddamn Fabio. And the long this. hair... <laughs> That came out that had fucking buff in it. <laughs> oh my god. Chiglos. That's I'll never forget. I busted myself out when him and Scotty Rick showed up on WCW. And I was like, hey, he was in that movie. <laughs> and my dad being like, what movie? And I'm like, you know, you have that that epiphany where you're like, I wasn't supposed I to say that. I can't answer that. <laughs> I'm about to get my ass beat when I answer this question. And then a few years after that, on one of them HBO's the Max, TV show. Nah, when Major Guns was on that one. Is that Google it? But yeah, the. The Gigolo show is hilarious, especially when they talk about it on Bruce Pritchard, on Pritchard's podcast, and all they call it is Baby Dick on Showtime. <laughs> so, speaking of Buff and the movies, he, uh, a few years back, I was, Dad did a show with him. It was through BCW, where it was when they mm-hmm. tried to run the convention center in Dalton But he was there, and he was telling us that he was still an active escort mm-hmm. in oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know the pitch, hey baby, you know for a thousand dollars, you can have Buff Daddy for a week. And I'm like, no, bro. A grand? He's like, people pay it all the time. And I'm like, what do you do? He's like, whatever they want. You ever and he, listen to- and he, he made no bones about it. He would answer any question you had about it. Did you ever listen to Tony Schiavone's old podcast that he did with Conrad Thompson? Mm-hmm. They talked about that all the time, about Buff being the escort and shit. It was cowboysforangels.com was the website. And Conrad kept trying to get Tony to sign up for it. He said, you'll make extra money for Lois to buy shit. She'll love it. <laughs> but Buff said some chicks would pay five grand mm-hmm. for, you, for a week. And I'm like, what do you do? He said, you just go stay with them for a week. The they bad, pay you first, you go. The bad thing is, it's cheaper to book him for that than to work. Bro, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, I have 
contacted Buck before for a booking. And I got the host, and I, I got the number, and I talked to Buff. He can tell he was in his office, so he does his little videos where he <laughs> talked about his mom passing away. It's the same chair. So I'm talking to him, and he tells me, now, mind you, he's been out of the limelight <laughs> for years. And he's asking me where it's at, and I'm telling him, and I'm like, this is, you know, kind of telling me already how I do who's going to work, the, the deal. And he, he proceeds to tell me, It'd be this much to book him. And then <laughs> he told me the price for Buff to come with the hat. <laughs> what? Yes. With yeah. two different prices. He charges more for the hat. <laughs> Fuck and, the hat. And it's a thousand dollar difference. <laughs> he was like, for fifteen hundred, you get Buff, baby. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like, and now for 25 you get the hat. <laughs> and I come out and do the dance and the flexing that the girls go crazy for. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy <laughs> is still so marked out for himself. I'm like, I'm just like, yeah, sounds great. We'll get back in touch with you. Never fucking call him back. <laughs> Because the guy who had me reach out to him, I told him the both prices. And he's like, well, of course you want the hat. He's got a buff on the hat. It's what, you know, it's buff daddy. And I told him the price with the hat, and he was like, yeah, he can fucking keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen how he travels with the hat? Oh, it's in a case. It has its own it's case. It's in this big-ass case. I mean, like, this big around, this tall, so with the I handle on the I top. I got to divulge a secret that not a lot of people know. When I used to work for ARW, he came in for about three or four shows in a row, okay? He leaves the hat case on the table, and he goes to shower. Oh, God. I'm looking around, <laughs> and there's me and, like, a couple other guys in the room. One of them was, you know, Rick Hayes, mm -hmm. and I look at Rick, and I'm like, bro. <laughs> he's like he said you don't have a hair on your ass <laughs> so I went over and I got in Buff's case and I put the hat on and did the little dance <laughs> and, put the, and then put it back and he came back from the shower never, never knew it. that's fucking no awesome. the greatest thing about that would have been he walked out <laughs> walked in behind him and oh, <laughs> If, if, if he'd have walked in and caught me mid-stride before the flex and just been standing behind me, what are you doing, brother? Out of shit. <laughs> I'd have been like I had to try it on. I probably would have had to pay him 25 grand for touching that. <laughs> no, brother, that's going to be another 2500 yeah. <laughs> so, your Booker Man? That's another 2500 right there. The first time I met Buff, we were doing a show with the ball fields in Willuska, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I'll have to tell you the backstage story off the podcast. Oh. <laughs> I did get to fast count, but I'm sure the people that hear this podcast are sick of us telling all the good shit off the podcast. <laughs> okay, you want the backstage stuff on the podcast? All right. Hey, Rails. So, a certain black hole that we talk about all the time? Uh, yes. She was there while still with Ben at the time. And she was sitting on, like, a ledge reading her book because she didn't care about going to the shows. She... She was sitting reading the book. She read? Buff was sitting. Uh, we changed in the upstairs of the field house there. 
Well, Buff was at the downstairs part where the door was open. He stands up and he's like, you know, stretching his back and shit. And he's bending over. He bends over. And as soon as he bends over, he starts like shitting himself. <laughs> like the longest, loudest <laughs> fart ever. And instead of just bending over and letting that thing go and just, you know, being like looking around, making sure nobody. Uh, the black hole says he bent over, he starts farting, and all of a sudden he looks and he starts like shaking it and grinding on his chair while he's farting. Yeah, to get that vibration. <laughs> I don't know what you would call that one. So... After all that said and done, and he gets done doing whatever, <laughs> probably charge twenty five hundred for that. <laughs> <laughs> I right, this is after he's been a dick to everybody there. I mean, just being well, he was an asshole in Cleveland too. I mean, just being a complete asshole to everybody. He gets out and he's in the ring, and uh, one of the guys that was there did like everybody did back in the day and made. CD mixes of wrestling theme music. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the songs he happened to have on there was the American Males music. American Males. American that Males. That one. Yep. <laughs> While Buff is in the ring wrestling, he cranks his car, turns it up full blast. Fucking classic. And plays the American Males music. Buff stops and looks back there and everybody in the locker room is standing out there doing the American Males clap. <laughs> And he just looked back and he looks back at everybody with this pissed off look on his face and he's just and then just drops his head like fuck I did do that shit. <laughs> he probably was mad at how good y'all ribbed him. <laughs> That's probably exactly what he's mad about, like son of a bitch, they fucking got me. <laughs> Alright guys, we'll uh go ahead and take another quick break right here, come back, close the show out. You'll have to Teach Michael while we're gone what this next part oh, is all about. God. Okay. Oh, so uh, we'll be right back and uh, yeah, don't scare him away while we're gone. <laughs> all right, guys, we're back and uh, unfortunately, it's time for Josh's favorite part of the show. Yeah, this is the way. Is it prepare yourself. Uh, take a deep breath. Prepare, Michael. Just this is Josh's favorite part of the episode. Is what he looks forward to all week. Josh, time for the pop. See, every week. <laughs> and I think he tries to get louder every week. I think that's my, I think that's the loudest. I think oh, it is. Record. And he's, it is. He's gonna end up getting punched in the dick. Jeebus, that's not positivity. And then instead of after I get punched in the dick, I'm like, time for the pop. <laughs> Do. You've never been punched in the dick, have you? Because you don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have put him on jackass. We're almost done. Don't worry. I don't give a Don't feel there with no bullshit. Nobody was speaking to you. <laughs> Nobody was speaking to you neither. I was just no damn body. I was just trying Look, to let you know. That's what your ass gets right there, karma motherfuckers. Speak out of turn again. Why can't jump, remember? <laughs> can't can't dunk, apparently. You either. ain't have to jump, you just kinda like tossed. <laughs> it's not salad, but you just had to toss. Only because Josh keeps saying no. That's because it wasn't oh. salad. Why well, I didn't get it. 
Alrighty, so who starts this thing off? Do we let Josh since it's his favorite part of the week? They always give me how I'm taking it. I'm, 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 I'm we normally it. let Josh go first, or if you want to go first, if you Do got something guess. you know right off. <clears throat> but Josh um, is usually the same thing. Work, family. Josh is either work or family. Well, um, like I said earlier about us bringing awareness to the, you know, first responder suicide. And it's not just for that. Just check on everybody you know. You know, just ask them. And um, sometimes all it takes is putting an olive branch out there mm-hmm. to really help somebody. Absolutely. So just remember that. <laughs> you be your wife. Yeah, I'm talking shit, bro. That's what yeah. I married. That's positive. We all shit talkers. I never got to wonder what she's thinking. That's a positive note. I never got to wonder what she's thinking. No doubt. (laughs) Sometimes you wish you did, though. (laughs) Well, see, I I shouldn't say that. (laughs) All right, Josh. Is it worth it? All right. Before, before, that was last week. Before I say anything, my pop is a good pop. Great pop. Then spit it the fuck out. So I don't I don't want to hear him word. So I was at work the other day. <laughs> See? Work or family, that's it. So I was at work the other day and I was asking uh, one of the administrators a couple a question. She was like, come in and shut the door, I'm gonna tell you something. Then I was like, oh shit, what I do. <laughs> yeah, so I shut the door, she's like, so I was doing payroll the other day and uh, I just wanna let you know that I, I bumped you up fifty cents and gave you a raise. Hell yeah. I got emotional, I was like, I I really appreciate it. She's like, I want you to know that we really appreciate all that you're doing, and you've been an asset since you started working here. Emotional? That's awesome. No. That always I'm makes you It does. He's like, I, I was like, this is probably the first job that I've had where somebody's actually shown their appreciation the proper way for my hard work. It's like, well, if you keep it up, there, it doesn't go. It, it'll get further than that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's always good to have somebody that appreciates you. Or blow smoke up your ass. Yeah, either way. Yeah, either way. <laughs> I mean, it's like. That's what I've told Jennifer before, you know, her working out there. Uh-huh. Uh, the nurse practitioner, the nurse practitioner that she works for, she brings her down to Starbucks just about every Friday. You know, calls her, texts her every day, just like, I'm so thankful that you've come to work with me. Yeah. You know, just all this stuff. I'm like, I'm glad you finally work somewhere that appreciates you. Because everybody wants to be appreciated. Yeah, and especially these last As few much years. as you never... You know, you may not express it, but especially if you work, you know, in a medical field, some kind of field where you're exposed to the pandemic, mm-hmm. you're facing it. Just to hear a thank you is very appreciated. No doubt. Yeah, because when I was working at Marcus Menbaugh, I loved it. I loved being in the mental health field. But being exposed, especially 2020, not only to the pandemic, but mental illness and violent patients, you know, our upper management never showed us appreciation. Mm-hmm. They kept putting in policies that never would work and just put more stress on everybody. So I knew I had to get out of there and get in a more positive mm-hmm. line of work. <clears throat> I mean, mine's not a serious pop. It's just a me pop. Uh, th- hey. It's a pop. pop. So I'm super happy that Scream had a great box office weekend. <laughs> because the movie is fucking movie fantastic. So yes. Only thing that pisses me off is these fucking fans trying to nitpick stupid shit. That's, that's right. with that's, everything, though. Especially when it's been 20 years since they've had one. They really it's only been it. 10. I mean, just go back and listen to some of these podcasts that are out there about how people nitpick WWE. 
I mean, <laughs> I know, I mean those guys are out there. Yeah, fucking, fucking assholes is what they are. I mean, god dang, just watch the fucking show and quit talking shit. No, I want to see Scream so Yes, I do bad. too. Uh, I want to see Spider-Man too. Yeah. It's really good too. Well, I know, uh, I was talking to Emily, I was trying to get her to, uh, I was listening to another one of the podcasts that I listened to, and uh, they did one on Rocky Four. And so I'm sitting there listening to it, and I'm like, God, I love that fucking movie. God, I love that fucking movie. And then, like, in the middle of the podcast, they uh, do a break in the podcast and play, like, 90% of No Easy Way Out. Is that the one where he gives the speech to his kids? Like, you no matter how hard you get hit, you got to get back up and keep pushing, something like that, when his kid's out in front of that building? No, that's five. Mm, Four is when he goes to Siberia and he fights the Russian. Gotcha. Okay. To avenge Apollo. Yes. Gotcha. That was good. That was good. And, uh, yeah, I got home. I was like, I told Emily, I'm like, we need to watch the Rocky movie. She's like, um, I don't want to watch anything else until we watch all the Scream movies because I want to see the new Scream. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, we got to find out where they're at. Then we're watching the Rocky movies. <laughs> she don't have to watch the third one. Are they on HBO still? I own them. You own them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still have this box set of Game of Thrones. We do have those, don't we? Yeah. All right, and uh, I'm finishing off mine. Mine's not work. Oh, probably family. It's your wife, my sister. Technically, I heard what you did the other night. Don't that? No, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't have to advertise. <laughs> I'm disappointed I didn't get a text. And <laughs> go, Jason. <laughs> Technically, you did. Jennifer just didn't show it to you. Oh. <laughs> See, there was one night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was one night, we a bunch of us was over here, and we had a little, mm-hmm. you know, something to sit on. <laughs> Me and Jennifer go to bed and think everybody's done left, so we, you know, get down handling our business, right? Out of nowhere, I get a message from this motherfucker. <laughs> was, was it a... That was a Marco Polo. It was, it was a Marco Polo, and I open that thing up and push play, and all I hear is, go Jason, go Jason. <laughs> No, I sent it to Jennifer. Because I don't think you had Marco Polo at the time. I love that app. Either way. Either way, we open that shit up and it just says, go Jason, go Jason, and we're dying laughing. Well, no, Jennifer went through her five degrees of embarrassment because she thought everybody was going. Similar story. (laughs) Whitney and I were in Gatlinburg for a bunch of our friends. And um, it was first thing in the morning. We thought everybody was still sleeping. <laughs> um, we had bought shirts and got them burning, you know, a couple shirts. Yep. They were Beauty and the Beast. And my said Beast with a dumbbell and her said Beauty with a hair bow. We go downstairs and they're like, yeah, there's the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, of course. Whitney's face raises that down bow. And I'm just like, <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> you, know, you take the accolade. You're like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. But we still talk about it this day. She's just like, I cannot fucking believe that shit happened. 
<laughs> but the funny thing is, is Blake was like, "You are not sending that." I said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> it was the same thing." Y'all thought they were gone. We thought we did. We thought everybody was gone. We thought Josh was in here, passed out. We knew the. Uh, Davey wasn't here. He was with the grandparents. Emily, she had been asleep for a couple hours already. So. Yeah. It's go time. <laughs> I understood. But no, me sleeping with your sister is not my pop this week. Mm-hmm. I give him a hard time about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Almost as hard of a time as I give his sister. When mm. you're... <laughs> well, you're just give, us your, give us your damn pop, okay? Uh, no, my pop this week is... Uh, Actually, something fucking really cool that I never thought I would actually be able to say. Yeah. Uh, we're buying a fucking house. Uh-huh. Uh, we went, we looked at it, we talked to the guy that owns it, and he's doing a owner finance deal. Uh, I put in to get into my 401k to get the down payment and everything, and I got the confirmation today that... We should have the check within the next three to five days so we can turn around and give to him. And as soon as we give that to him, that place is ours and we can start going in there and fixing shit up and be moved in hopefully by March March 1st. Like completely moved in and living there March 1st. Your place. Yes. Not renting. Not renting. Y'all's motherfucking place. How good does that feel to say? Oh, it feels really fucking good. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I tell you, if anybody deserves it, it feels them, really good, yeah. but it's scary at the same time because when something breaks, it's we got to fix that shit now. <laughs> but hey, but still, man, that's life goals. People always dream about having their own stuff. Right. And y'all are fucking out here doing it. Shit, I can't that's wait a, to get to the. It's a hell of a pop. Decorating and painting and yeah. fixing. Yeah, and I can't wait man. to come over and figure out where the chalkboard's going to go. I figured that out already. Oh, fucking awesome. My job's done. <laughs> uh, no, the fucking view. Did, I can't uh, wait to see it. Did Whitney show you the picture of the view? Yeah, but pictures don't do it justice. I, I, I'm a visual learner. The whole side of the house is a deck. Is a what? A, it's a deck. It's a Got big, okay. it's a very big deck. Very, I understood. <laughs> <laughs> and no shit, you look off that deck. And it's a perfect view of fucking Lookout Mountain. It's awesome. I can't wait to see it. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I told Emily, I said, can you imagine when it snows and there's snow oh, on top snow of the mountain? snow cap up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be nice. And you get to sit on your, and you get to sit on your big deck and have you a nice warm cup of coffee, cocoa, whatever you And look at the mountains be pissed off because there ain't no snow here. It's all over there. <laughs> <laughs> or in my case, in the middle of light and look at the snow. Don't you judge me, Bella. Well, and that's what I was saying, because uh, I know Viper lives over close to where that mm-hmm. is. Uh, Thrasher's he lives right over the, the bridge there, don't you? Literally three minutes from that, from there. That's awesome. All right. Ben is like <coughs> five minutes from there. Mm-hmm. Aaron's over there, too? Yeah. Uh, Jay Collins over there. Uh, I messaged Viper. I was like, hey, you're still in the valley, right? He's like, yeah. I said, well, what's up, new kind of neighbor? Viper ain't never going to leave the valley. He's always been in the valley. Yeah. I was like, what's up? I was like, what's up, neighbor? He's like, yeah, I saw you were getting the house. Where is it? I told him. He's like, dude, literally two minutes away. My wife said we needed to find some married people to hang out with. Y'all are close. 
We're going to be over there all the time. <laughs> cool. So that means he won't have a reason not to show up to... Exactly. Pay-per-views and shit. Yeah. Can't tell you how many times we've invited him to pay-per-views over here. He you won't. know, sometimes I look back on it and I wish he and I still tagged. We had a lot of fun together. Oh, yeah. When we first started. I love watching. I love working with Viper. He and I came into our own tagging. Yeah, yeah. We, we found, we found mm-hmm. how we work together. And it was good stuff. We always have good angles, good matches with people. It was good, good stuff. Well, another thing about you two, uh, he was doing the world's greatest athlete being Canadian. You were, you know, the waving Canadian the Canadian flag. Telling everybody that how America sucks and Canada was the greatest. I'll move there one day. And the thing is, y'all weren't scared to get the heat. Y'all got the heat no, from it. No, you know what our finisher was called? The Fallen Eagle. I picked him up for a powerbomb mm-hmm. and laid him down here. He, gra- he grabbed him like a bulldog, and then we dropped together. Nice. And we called it the Fallen Eagle. I like that. That was good heat. That was good heat. Especially doing it in Chatsworth, down with America, and Chatsworth, Georgia. Right. Just come on now. Oh, some of the people that come out there. Bro, you ain't kidding. Me and oh. William just got jumped one night. We did a thing where we screwed Ethan, Ethan Cage over. She was the ref. Before people knew she was my wife or we were together, she was refing. Mm-hmm. And I was working Ethan. He was about to beat me with that little slam he was using. So she came over, low bloating from behind, threw baby powder in his face, then I super kicked him. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Pinned him, and then she, she gave me the title as the referee, and we left together. We almost had to fist fight his mom and aunt and fans <laughs> to get to the back. Hell, yeah. Like, to the point to where, like, Tyler even came out and got between us and was like, look, y'all just, just get in the fucking back. Like, go. <laughs> just, you know Whitney the whole time. Oh. <laughs> you ain't never got a Whitney. Whitney wouldn't do something like that, would she? Whitney, this one girl told Whitney and she was going to whoop her ass. And I'd be down there with didn't say, listen, motherfucker, we dropped a big red Dodge out back. You know where to find me? I was like, do not tell them what we tried. <laughs> That's all I could say was, you, you got heat like that, you don't tell them what you drive. You tell them someone else's car. <laughs> right. Like, we got the big blue Dodge. It's the blue Pinto. Every fucking time Charles Stanley, you know, Aiden Wright was going there, I'd tell him what he's driving. You get his tires popped or something, you know? <laughs> Bobby, and then and then after that happened, it was okay. I don't know. Good heat though. Hell yeah. Well, all right, guys. That is going to be the Turn the Buckle podcast for this week. Uh, come back next week. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about, but we'll figure it out. We we'll know what the fucking topic is. I mean, we're not good at this anymore. Yeah, we'll figure something Fallout out. We're rumble. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about the fallout from Rumble, but our top five, I have no idea what the hell it's going to be. So and we'll figure something like that out. We're pissed off we are that Enzo More was the forbidden door entrance. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that Ronda Rousey came back and won the son bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, AJ Styles did win the men's Royal Rumble, so I'm happy about that. Oh, I'll have to pull that up and show you. <clears throat> yeah. But that's all the numbers. That I don't need no more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael, next time you come on, man, we'll, uh, we'll do what we normally do when we have a guest. We call that segment the Tales of the Shitty Indie Worker. Okay. And we'll get your, 
get your backstory, how you got in the business and all that shit. We awesome. Just, we just wanted to throw you in the fire in the middle of it this time. Hopefully, you... I pranced through it. Okay. <laughs> okay, what what are the choices we got? It's kind of my line of work. I get through fire, bro. Uh, I mean, there you go. we got worst gimmick. That's really the only one that we haven't really done. Oh, who do I think the worst gimmick I've ever seen in indie wrestling is? Top five returns. Like or wrestling period. Or oh, return. Probably. Have we Worst talked about gear. the top five big men? No, we have not. Oh. I'm down for some top five big men. Is that, is that, is that <laughs> So Blake? are you. <laughs> is, that, is that Evan Stone? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's been the Turn the Buckle podcast. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Alex Michaels. Peace out, fuckers. <laughs>